0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Hey, 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 well, our guest is Jimmy Pardo today, (laughs) and uh, it's like a three-part show, I'll explain why. We do a pre-show, it's about 36 minutes, and then uh, Jimmy Pardo joins us at 36 minutes in. So if you're, I always say this, and I always will. If you're just tuning in and you want to hear, uh, you don't want to hear the pre show. We talk about stuff we've talked about many times. But I just felt like talking about it again. Uh, If you don't, maybe you just want to hear the regular show. Jimmy Pardo joins us at the 36 minute mark. So there's that. The pre show, I felt good afterwards. And then after Jimmy Pardo leaves, Bobby Miyamoto came by and we just had sort of a show with the family. And that's – we'll drop that on Monday. So much. Um, When – in the pre-show, we talked about someone up at Montreal that was – that said the comment about when a white male, when a white straight male, you could say, um, is fighting for somebody's rights. Why else would he say that? Uh, except that it's the right thing to do, and I couldn't remember who said it at the festival. I don't know why, just based on his name. But his name is Will Anderson, and he's a uh, was. Uh, we never met before. We met up at the festival, and we were all sitting around one night having a talk, and me and him and a few other people, and uh, Will Anderson with one L. For the love of God! <laughs> so uh, I think that's everything. I really do. Um, so, did you hear a little glitch? Because it's because I stopped my recorder on my phone and then I started it again. You know what I was thinking of today? My second grade teacher. I went to Davisville Elementary School. Davisville Elementary? And second grade teacher was Mrs. Ziegler. There's got to be somebody out there like a lawyer that knows how to do that. Then I used to live on Kilburn Road in northeast Philadelphia. No, you're not going to be able to find these people. I need to give you their address. I know the address. And they lived like three doors over. Tom and Eileen Scott. Then they moved to Atlantic City. But they used to live on Kilburn Road. I can get the address. I will. Maybe someone out there. That would be great. And then... Well, that's it. Let's start there. Mrs. Ziegler. And Mrs. Biazzi, too. Miss Ziegler taught me in second grade. And uh, well, didn't do very well, but she was very patient with me. And I remember her so well. And then I remember... I was gonna fail second grade, and she wanted. She said, "If, if, if to my parents, if if they keep me, just if I stay back, she'll be able to. She'll give me extra attention." And but my parents, we decided to put me in like the same school, but like a special class. Oy, oy, oy. And my teacher there was Miss Biazzi. Wonder where she is. It's got to be somebody. You know what I'm going to do next week on the show? I'm going to find out all the information I can on some of these people that I'm trying to find. Who knows? Somebody out there might be able to help me. All right. I'm, I'm really rambling. Um, enjoy the show. And what else can I say? <laughs> I'm, okay. That's it. That's it. Enjoy the show. Aristotle, you're great. You're a good man. (laughs) Roll in the jingle. All right, everybody. Bye. Roll it in now. And I mean now. Now. Now entering Nerdist.com. I feel like I've been away forever. How are you? You're good? You are? Seriously? Oh, shit. I moved my own mic. Hi. Okay, here's what's going on today. Um Robbie, what's your last name? Kirkhoff. Robbie Kirkhoff. He sent in last week. Ah, oh, this is JFK. And he also sent in the, the guy Jerry Seinfeld called oh, in. Well, we don't want to give it away. And then Adam Cousins here. Uh, Robbie's a comedian. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Three years. Three years. And how long uh, well you've been doing comedy for for a while. Uh, uh Adam Cousins, who uh is is hanging it today. Uh and then of course Aristotle's here and young Jake Adams here. And um and Jimmy Pardo's our guest. And then we're going to – I think Jimmy Pardo's going to stay for a while, and I'm very excited he's here. You know, I won't say this to Jimmy Pardo because there's nothing really to say when someone says this to your face. But everyone in this room knows Jimmy Pardo, of course. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo is one of those guys that every bone in his body is funny. And uh, I know other guys like that. Uh, I know some great comedians that I wouldn't say that about, but they're still great comedians. But they just – he just – every bone. Andy Kindler to me is like that also. So um, I'm excited that he's here today. It's been a while and it's been my fault. So um, I, I with the, at the comedy festival in uh, in Montreal. First of all uh, yes I had an gr- unbelievable time. but There were so many new funny comedians. Now you're going to be surprised I'm saying it this way. I didn't even see them perform all of them but when you're hanging out with people after a while you're like man this guy's funny. This girl's funny and there was a lot of people like that, like 5 in the morning, hanging out in the lobby, just laughing until I wanted to get some pussy. Why do I have to say it? Why do I have to talk like that? This is, so I have my coffee. Let me take a sip. I want to be like, you know, like I uh, always say, Regis, you know. He's not hurrying. and He's on TV. Me, I'm, take your time, Todd. Just hold on. Ah. So someone asked me, and they genuinely asked me after the show, they asked me, hey, is everything good with you and Daniel? And then as we started to talk, I realized, you know, it, because Daniel's not here anymore, Katie's not in here, Chris isn't here anymore, and Eric isn't here. And it just sort of happened organically. Eric had to move back home. Chris did go back home for a little while, but he'd be back. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. And then Katie just has so many podcasts. That we saw coming. Uh, so Aristotle uh, is here. And uh, and Daniel, we're great friends. You know, we're still – we just got back from Amsterdam. And so it does seem weird. But n- n- it, everything – in case you're wondering, maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, did they get in? Absolutely fine. I still have an affection for every single one of those people that I just listed. And – um So just so you know, just so you know, I would never lie to you about that. Maybe I wouldn't say anything, but I would not go out of my way to lie about it. Absolutely. And you'll see that um, I'm sure every single one of them will be back here. They will be back here, every single one of them. Katie, of course, will probably be back, and not permanently, because I think, you know, Aristotle, I, I adore Katie, but we're very happy to have you here. You tell that Katie. If she wants to come back here, she better change her goddamn name to something interesting like yours. Again, Adam, Adam, that's so unprofessional. Adam is holding up a sign that asked me if I could plug his Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) What if you really did that during the show? (laughs) All right. So the first part, you know what? Yes, I am going to, as you knew in the opening, I'm going to go through some stuff. And and some of it is the topics we've talked about before. My never-ending quest is sometimes talking about the same things but hitting them from a different angle. Have I talked about things and not hit them from a different angle? Of course I have, but it's never my goal. So let's go nice and slow. Wait, Robbie Kirkhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put it together on the list. It says thank Robbie Kirkhoff. Yeah. Did I say your name right? Yes. But now you're here. Yeah. Now you're here. Yeah. What, I spelled it wrong. No, that's probably right. Well, I well I don't know if you should say probably when it comes to spelling it's, your last name. But but for reading it, I said it right. Yeah. Okay, that's all that's important. He, so anyway, I already was going to thank you, um, Whitney. Uh, oh, this is so confusing. There's a poem. Uh, Whitney Goldstein sent it in, right? Right. Oh, he uh, recorded his reaction? Oh, let me hear it. Hey, honey, come in here. Todd's going to read the poem I sent him from Shell Silverstein. Pause it for a I just love that everyone, I'd be happy if everyone, first of all, in real life, any couple that's not you know if we know people like that in real life couples that just argue and they're all it's not but, but it's something so comedic about it. it starts right off honey like the wife you know and by the way women you could send it in too and have your dumb husband out of the room you know it doesn't matter either way go ahead in here put the kids down come in and see he's about to say my name ni- what the fuck the f- my name's not fucking shell say my fucking name Fucking Graham Elwood. God damn it. Say my... Oh, oh, honey, I said he was supposed to say my name. He said he was going to say my name. I know. I said... Fine. Fine. Fuck you. But fuck, fuck. you turn, want a fucking divorce? Turn it I'll off. give you a fucking... Wait, he's getting a divorce from his wife because this guy's a loose cannon. Because I said his name wrong. Why is he divorcing his wife? I, you know what? If it's, it's not nice. So anyway, thank you. Um, okay, here we go. Shane... Sent me in this thing to listen to now I know i'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to say it in the opening because I do this every week Michael, what was his last name? remember we had trouble uh young jake humor. Michael humor yes he is a, a, a philosopher if I uh, look, I will not forget if I've said it wrong now to say it in the opening. I promise well, you've already heard it what am I worried about uh It was a philosopher and he said he answers the question are things getting better or worse now he's a philosopher you could still disagree with him but guess what I was so happy he thinks they're getting better and I watched a lot of the video not all of it because I don't you know I don't have a really long tension span and um, if he would have juggled I would have listened a little longer speaking of juggling Adam Cousins will be at the uh, um, but, uh, but, but I like it and he broke it down and he was intelligent in the way he said it and I'm always happy I don't want to delusionally think things are getting better I understand. I've said it a million times why people look at the world today and they're going, is it getting better? It it is. And I was so happy to hear him in an articulate, brilliant, clean way say that it is. Um, Who do we want the iron companies to? I have an idea for an iron company. You know irons, you press a shirt. I have a way that they can show up to every event and do something with their iron that will make everybody happy if it's a comedy festival whether it's a charity event how could an iron company show up and hang their big sign that says the name of their company and there's nothing wrong if you promote your company and you're also doing something good and that's what you'd be doing tweet at who do we decide Uh, Turn, turn can you turn his mic on that's okay who was it singer do they have, a, you yeah. think they have an ad? Don't, don't, don't. Uh, oh, I thought you listened no, to the show, yeah, Adam. Know, I, I do listen to the show. I apologize. That's all right. Incredibly for what I've just done. Tweet at Singer. Uh, at Singer? Yes. Mostly known for like sewing machines, but they also yeah. do irons. At Singer, contact at Todd Glass. He has an idea. An idea. There you go. Now, that's okay. Hold on. I'm going to do something that's going to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> <There we go. laughs> sorry, and I brushed my mic. There, and I brushed it again. I'm sorry. Okay, we're all good. How are you doing at home? Are you all right? <sighs> you good? All right. Sometimes I got to just stop. Go slow. Hung out at the festival. You know what? First of all, Mark DeBonis, uh, I know him because we worked together in Vancouver. He, he's just a good energy. He's just a kind person. He like he, he was very kind to me. Like At the end of the week, he brought me the sandwich because I was talking about it and you know, he just, he's just a good guy. So I say this. It helps if you know that going into this. I was affectionately teasing him. You know, It's like I, these people go, the only problem with the cell phone is that no one takes real pictures anymore. And I was like, well, why don't you? That's the end of my story. <laughs> it's like fucking buy a camera and take pictures. Yeah, I would see it. And it's like my mom. She used to go, you know. She says, no, oh, it's so sad we don't celebrate Passover anymore. Now, my instincts are to go, or any Jewish holiday, because we sort of morphed into celebrating uh, traditional Christmas and other, and other holidays. So my instincts are to go, well, Mom, we celebrate the other holiday, and when we did it, remember, and this, and it was, that's my instincts. But now I go, you should, we should. And it ends right there. Because she does. if I just argue, but I go, go, go ahead, go, we should, you're, that's a great idea. We should do it this Passover. Don't argue. Um, And that's what I did. Oh, the problem with cell phones. Nobody takes pictures anymore. Hey, Mark, go buy. What about you? Where's your fucking camera if you miss pictures so much? Can't take it anymore. I know that didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Judah Freelander, we're we're just ripping through things, came up to me. I wanted to hug him. He came up to me at the festival, and he asked me if I'd be a part of this thing. He wants to start a website to get rid of the check drop. Are you aware of this, Adam? God bless him. God bless him. Bless him, because let me tell you something. This is the truth. We're going to do an hour and a half podcast on the way clubs should be, and let me explain something. It will also include what comedians should do too, because I get it. There, there's a lot of good clubs. I mean, you know what I mean. Is when I said most of them are, but but there's enough to say there's a lot of them, and when they do it right. It must suck for them to have a comedian come in. And by the way, not eat it. The DC Improv doesn't care. The, the good clubs, the Acme, if you are trying your hardest and you eat it, they, they get off stage. They're, they don't give a shit. They're like, no, as long as you're trying. Look, we're in this business. We get it. But how? it must suck when they do everything right and some jackass comedian comes in and jacks off on stage like he doesn't give a shit. They got to open the doors. People get there. They get them in there. They finally get them seated. The show starts. Just try and I love that it's try, not kill, just try. And so I just want to say it from that perspective in case there's a club owner listening going, well, look, well, well, I get it. It works both ways. But we are now comparing good comedians to good clubs. And I don't ever bring up the check drop because, I look, it's a losing battle because, what? no, I, I said it wrong. When you ask for so many things like I already do, and I'm not the draw that Brian Regan was in the last years of him working clubs where he could have no check drop in the first five rows. So, you know, you can't be more of a pain in the ass You are draws. Most of the things I ask for are littler than that. And that one, I just go, Todd, you're going to if you start going and don't do a check drop. People clubs. Oh, you're. But he's right. It is absolutely absurd. And if dropping the checks was a little bit of a glitch in the show, I'm going to preface this even more. Are there clubs that do it really fucking good? Yes. The DC Improv, Acme, you barely hear it. So there are the ones that do it good. But still, if dropping the checks affected the show a little, it's not worth all the work it would take to do it at the end of the show. I know the club – I'm trying to get into their head. I know the clubs that don't drop checks. I think there's three. They're going to tell you, like, it's not that hard. But, you know, I get it. So if it affected the show a little, is it worth re It doesn't affect it a little. It affects it gigantic. Just because we learn how to deal with it, whatever you are as a comedian, you wouldn't do it at a movie. And unless you can tell me, if you're a club owner, I'd respect you more if you went, you're right, but we're – Treat it like quitting smoking. Don't just be someone who, because you're not going to quit smoking, tries to convince yourself, like we've said before, oh, it's not that bad for you. Just be a smoker. Be a club owner. I would respect you. But d- don't try to tell me how like, – make an excuse for it because there's no way it, you can compare it to a movie. Would you go to a movie if somebody said, yeah, it's great. don't. You know, yeah, they bring you your food, and then I don't know when it's like 25 minutes away from the movie, movie being over. They just come around, and they, they, uh, they, you pay for it. You miss a teeny bit of the movie, but it's no big deal. You wouldn't even be able to convince someone. They go, shut the fuck up. The the movie fucking does that. Now, the only reason to go, Todd, you can't compare a movie to a comedy club. Come on. Stop. You lose the battle. Movie, you got to pay attention. Comedy, you can tune in and out, and you'd still. Does that make sense? Of course, it's the same. And God bless Judah Freelander for being the one that cares. Because let me tell you something somebody can get it done. Somebody can get that done, and we can look back. By the way, it's the one area where you would think, club first of all, club owners should want to do it even if it didn't make them more money. It should just be a creative thing. But you would think they want to sell drinks to the very end. Why is my voice going like that? Is this the new way I talk? And, uh, one of the biggest arguments that like clubs make is that uh, they can't drop checks after the show because then it's going to push. Like They'll have to flip the room quicker to yeah. the next – They decide what time the show start at. Just start your second show later. Start your first one earlier. They can decide how much time to get between shows. Yeah, and also when you go to the three or four clubs that do it, go there. Because if you're saying they can't do it, that means when you go to the clubs that do it, I don't care if it's one club. Hey, if somebody says you can't invent a car that runs on water and one person invents a car that runs on water, they proved everybody fucking wrong. You don't need to go, that's just one car that runs on water. Yeah, if one club does it. And it's not mayhem. That's fucking doable. And if you think it's not doable, then go to that club. And if it's mayhem, you can tell me, no, Todd, I went to those clubs to do it. It's fucking mayhem. No, it's not. They do it. And boy, is it nice. It's nice for the comedian. But you know who it's more? And I'm not just trying to say it this way. In a way, you know, kiddingly, fuck the comedian even. How about for the goddamn audience member? And I didn't mean to curse. I know you're very religious. (laughs) So anyway, there's that, and Judah, I love that you did it. I really do. On the way back, I love how you can tell, like, it seems like, am I on another topic now? Yes. On the way back home on the airplane, oh, God, did we have fun. It was like me and Jeff Ross and Andy Kindler, who is just, God damn it, is he funny. And Jeff Ross was there and Andy Kindler and, and um Kyle Kinane, and, of course, I paged myself 15 times and said, congratulate Todd Glass for winning the Comedian of the Year at the Montreal (laughs) Comedy Festival. Everybody in the terminal started applauding. I felt a little bad. Um, But on the way back home on the plane, I watched Stand By Me. And uh, what a just... It's sad. But also, you know, it's a great movie. And then I was curious what everybody was doing. I was like, what are they all doing now? It's sort of ironic how it mirrored the movie because... In the movie, one of the guys dies, and this, and in, the, in real life, one guy dies, one guy's doing all right, the other guy... But the, the star of it, I think Wheaton, what's his name? Bill Wheaton, I think? I, uh, Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. Um, I was curious how he was doing. But he said at the last line of the movie was, we never make any friends like we make the friends when we're 12 years old. And I thought, how you doing, young Jake? I'm doing just fine, Todd. Great. Um, we never make any friends like we do the, make the friends when we're 12. And, and I get why he said that, but... There's always exceptions, and I'm lucky that I'm an exception. That doesn't mean that what he's saying isn't just so you know so true. As a comedian, you do. And that's when I heard that line. I figured how lucky we are because you, you have to be innocent. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be able to giggle. You have to be able to cackle. You have to be able to show you're sad. You have, to, And comedians will do that in front of each other. And I think that's why we do make those type of friends. There's an innocence. And, God, I really was able to go, like, those are the things I want to remember when I'm busting chairs in my – Office at my house because I get upset because it really made me cherish my comedian friends. That was just a really sad movie at the end. I don't know why. Probably it's not you know it's not like even before the one guy died. You know, like the one guy you know he becomes a lawyer and then he goes into a McDonald's and what's Richard Dreyfuss doing? Is he okay? <laughs> anyway, um, Rob Rob uh, uh, Rob Mayu uh, is a comedian uh, that I work with occasionally and and and, and again a great guy and. He said something. He hit it from a different angle. You know, the tattoos with a 70-year-old. Well, if you have a tattoo, what do you like when you're 70? He goes, like, that wouldn't be a deal breaker if you're chasing a 70-year-old at a bar anyway. You're not going to be like, look at her. I'd fuck her. Ooh, tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got that. Mark, go get Mark the bonus. Go buy a camera. <laughs> Mark's, if Mark heard this, he's going to be like, what is he coming after me for? I just said it casually. I know, and I might edit it out. No, I'm not, Mark mark I'm marked a bonus I just he for some reason i found it fun to yell his name I'm marked a bonus <laughs> <laughs> so um okay so we're doing good Jimmy Pardo was on his way it just goes so quick I, I got to really bolt here um I'm gonna talk about okay this is the last thing when I say it's serious but what I mean is you know it's on the topic we've talked about so many times before I got into a situation at the gym and there's a guy that I always talk to, I told him even to listen to the show. I said, I'm going to talk about this. I really am. His name is Ken. He's a black guy. Needed to be said. And we, I, I rarely, as much as I'm passionate about talking about things, get into, I know when to pull back. You know, you're to, you, you know, you're talking to someone, you realize you disagree, you just pull back. It's not like he said anything hateful. But we started talking about, he brought up the subject about, um, I want to really remember how this started, about gay marriage and how they should accept civil unions and, and and he doesn't know about me he doesn't know about me and I and I was a little, a little bit bad for not saying anything but in the, in the moment I get why I didn't because then it's all oh I can't be honest I wanted to be a secret agent for a little while like I used to always get to do you know I wanted to be a secret agent and and think you know so he said yeah I got into an argument with another guy at the gym about it and got a little I felt a little bad so I saw him the next day. Now, I know he did this. If he does listen to this, because he felt bad. He he got, he got just said they should set up civil union. This other guy at the gym got very upset about it. And, um, and by the way, his name is Ken. The only reason I know him, because I've been going to the gym for 10 years. And, you know, you start, oh, he saw my show once. He saw my show once at this place. And so for 10 years, it's always sometimes it's two seconds. Sometimes he's very into health. Sometimes he'll tell me, Todd, you got to pick it up a little. You know, so He's a friendly guy. Very nice guy. Good energy. Um, he's given me a few really good tips when it comes to um, eating, you know, some things that I really help me. Um, and he seems like a good energy. Um, but he said that he goes, "I felt so bad. I knew I hurt the other guy's feelings." The next day, I saw him. I said, I, "Hey, I talked to a friend and I realized why I was wrong." He goes, "But I, but I didn't. I just didn't." Want. And I thought that was really weird. I know he didn't look it this way, but I would never do it reverse. If I was having an adamant conversation with someone about anything, I would never go back to them and go, hey, I talked to some of my friends. I guess black and white people shouldn't get married. Yeah, you're right. I would never do that. If, somebody, if I thought I was right, I would never. Why are you, if you think that, uh, that that's ruining the sanctity of marriage, then why would you go back and fake just to make that guy happy? When it was flipped, no, but nobody in their right mind would ever go back. Act. You know what I mean? Whatever the situation was, go, hey, I thought about it. You know what? Women shouldn't be able to just to make that person happy. I'd feel filthy. And this is a guy that steals to- hotels towels, so don't you know But when they say look look, I said, I hope I hit it from a different angle here, and I know I'm just ranting, but when they say it ruins marriage, they have to not be all right with gay people because. In other words, could someone be going, no, no, no. Could someone go off to a passionate conversation? They are human beings and it doesn't matter and, and just go, it that, that doesn't matter. Two people find each other and they love each other. It doesn't matter. Could someone say with all that passion and just, just picture it coming out of their mouth and going, leave people alone. They found each other. They love each other. Two consenting adults that love each other. Let them do what they want. Leave them alone. This world, stop it. Should they be able to get married? No, no, it's for a man and a woman. I think you're lying. Could I be wrong? Yeah, absolutely. But I think you're lying. And I think when you lie about why something bothers you, you annoy people like alcoholics and drug addicts annoy people. They get so good at twisting the truth. So good where you go, oh, my God, if I'm accusing this person wrongly. that's the worst thing in the world. And you're not, there's something we smell, like what what I just said. Like, if it's all right, and you're claiming, I think here's the thing, you're all right with it. Uh, you got bigger fish to fry. But when it really comes to a guy and a guy or a girl and a girl get married, it sort of grosses you out. You're all right with it, which means you wouldn't argue with it. But it doesn't make you, I can't imagine thropping at the mouth about, same-sex marriages not being legal. You know, you're just you're out there. You're on, but then go. But civil union. Now, I'm sure there's somebody listening, going, "No, I'm like that." I, I I don't totally doubt that, but it confuses the fuck out of me that you're fine with it, but you just rather them have their own thing. So there's that. Um, give me a second here, and I did say to him, I said, "Ken, I go." <laughs> Rosa Parks, and I use the line that I've used on the show, I go, Rosa Parks would if she heard what you were saying and by the way, I give up on comparing it to all civil rights, but I go a little bit further up the line and go to uh, uh interracial marriaging. Okay, because that's sort of you could say that's the same battle, you know, whatever, but interra- just compare it to interracial marriaging before that was legal. And they use the same argument. And by the way, the reason that people compare when the the, the gay plight or whatever you want to call it to the to the racial problems because they use the same argument back then that remember that pastor on the YouTube that read through the whole thing and then he went I'm sorry I brought the wrong if, if you really had a genuine problem based on knowledge Your reason every time you didn't want something wouldn't be the same. People smell the lie. So what's your reason for not wanting interracial marriage? If if you were smart enough back then, you would be like, oh, by the way, we know why we don't want it. It's always the same. But we have to come up with different reasons. Otherwise, people know we're full of shit. It's like if every time someone saying, can you help me, you go, my parents are visiting. Uh, yeah. And then the next time my parents are visiting, they go, oh, you're lying. You have the same excuse every time. You know, I I would still think they were wrong. But if you went back in history and went, what was the problem with some of the other when we hit crossroads and we were trying to gain someone's right? They always sort of have the same thing. It's the same bullshit. So you, you, you caused your own problem. Be smarter when you lie. And I'm sorry I spit all over you, Adam. Um, hold on. I told him, I said, I think Rosa Parks would, would, would be, be, be upset. And he goes, he got a little bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I went, wait, so you think if, if you know, it's obviously a hypothetical that would never happen because he's dead. You really think if she could talk right now, she'd be like, uh, you know, you don't think she'd be a loving person that went, look, when two can, This stop. He really thinks she'd be like, no. But usually when people are brilliant, they're brilliant across the board. They're brilliant across the board. Hold on. So here's some of the things I wrote down. So I think it would take someone to convince Ken that he's wrong. And I I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. Five, four, three, whatever, black friends that agree that they can compare it. To go stop it with a type of anger that I can't because I don't know. There's always that one speck. What if I'm saying it wrong? But there are a shit ton of black people that agree. They go, no, it's not the same across the board like we've talked about. They – the gay people weren't slaves and this didn't happen and this didn't happen. But there's there's enough there to relate with. And I think it would take three black people to go stop. And I would love – I would love to see that happen and it should happen on a show. They should have – a. you know, because when a black person could say it to another black person in a way. And let me tell you something, and, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it a little differently. Until black people can stop being homophobic and gay people can stop being sexist or racist. And what any group of people, women, anybody who's felt the wrath of being judged on something other than their character can stop it then leave the fucking rest of this world alone. And I say that sarcastically. How the fuck should we expect white males to change when you can't? So leave the whole fucking world alone until we can get that to stop. Because these are people that have felt it. If we can't get them to change, then leave everybody else alone. And I almost like saying it. Don't complain. Whatever group you are, if you're a woman and you are hateful towards any group, then shut the fuck up. About other groups that don't like you. If you're a woman and you complain about sexism, but you're open-minded and you're loving towards every group, yes, speak away. But if you have hate towards any group, then then you just shut the fuck up. Because you, if, out of anybody, should have learned a lesson and you didn't. How can we go to someone that's never been a victim? If you're a white male, you've never been a victim. Look, I know there's people can be judged in other things. Maybe their, fam, their dad did something. But you know what I mean. Just by the color of their skin or their sex. And... Oh my God. I feel, look how worked up I get. We're almost going in for the close. This feels good. Hold on. Do <laughs> you hear me breathing? I get on. Dearest Todd, I love your podcast. I shed a tear when it's near the end. Molly, thank you. I just wanted to read something nice. <laughs> All right, so here's some. No- I worked. I worked with Andrew Ivamy. I should get his tweet handle. We'll give it in the opening of the show. And he really he listens to the podcast, and he's a comedian. He opened up for me on two shows, and I really like some of the things he said. And again, it's just hitting it from a different angle. If you claim that you in the past things you're all right whatever it is you know i always go to the women voting interracial marriages there's so many more you think i do my homework and figure out other crossroads that we've hit they're the famous ones and you claim you're all right with those i'm not even arguing that i doubt you are but not in all cases i shouldn't say that i genuinely don't doubt you are but i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that you absolutely any of things in the past that have already sort of been worked out you're okay with and you claim you might have even fought for them back then but it's just the ones on the table today where you have a problem with. So if you claim that you are OK with this is Andrew i I'm, I'm quoting him. I hope I'm quoting him right. So if you're quoting all the things in the past you fought for, well, here's all we need you to do then. Sit this one out. We're not asking you to help. Sit back, relax, have a cold drink. We don't send our veterans into the war. But we don't want them to fight us. We don't. We don't want to send our veterans into the war. But we don't want them to fight us. So we're saying, oh, I know I've did enough, and I fought for this, and I fought for that. Fine, sit back, relax. We'll bring you. We'll bring you lemonade. You want a cold beer? Let us fight it. Let the young people fight. The new fights. Just sit back. That's all. Okay. Just like you fought when you were young. Let the young people now fight. I'm not saying all young people are brilliant, but you know what I mean. They're going in any of the things that are on the table today one of the comedians I was talking to over the weekend said when you're a white male and you're fighting for someone's rights <laughs> you're, what other reason would you have that it's right because when you fight for someone else's rights what, what else you got it all so what else there's no reason so when you're white and you're a male and you're fighting for someone else's rights it's like it's, 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 does that make sense it didn't come out right, but I, I think I know what I'm talking about. Like people, you know, we in this world, white men have it the easiest, you know, besides individual problems. You know what I'm – I'm worried there's people – there's white men – there's white men, obviously, that have problems. That's not my point, but I think you're trying to look for trouble if you caught, if you if you're thinking anything bad right now. Hold on. I think we're almost done. Oh. All right, so we got that. Hold on. Got that. I'm doing all right. I'm I'm, I'm actually okay with myself. I wrote this down. I went, I'm sorry I cannot have a conversation with you about when black people or women use the race or sex card unnecessarily. I can't have that conversation with you until you have an hour conversation with me what it must be like when they're using it necessarily necessarily. And they're told they're using it unnecessarily. So does it happen? Do people use the sex card? And do some people use the race card unnecessarily? Yeah, I would have fucking imagined. And I would imagine in that community that angers them the most because it delegitimizes when it's real. But I can't fucking have that conversation with you until I know from your heart and your soul that you know what it's like when it's the other way. And that's probably the majority of the time. I can't have it with you. I can't have it with you. You want to have the conversation when they use it unnecessarily? Come over here for two hours. I want to hear you passionately talk about what it's like and get into the head of somebody who has been using it legitimately and how much it must suck to have someone think you're not using it legitimately. That, does that ever happen too? Does, does, that, does it, could, that? That must happen, Right. I can't have a conversation with you that all our kids are over-medicated. I'm sorry. I can't have it with you. And I know a friend of mine's wife that we had this conversation. Yeah, they're all over-medicated. I can't fucking have that conversation with you until I have the conversation with you when you talk about And by the way, again, are there kids that are medicated, overly medicated? Yes, I'm smart enough to know. Overly medicated, sometimes overly medicated, and not even the right medication. They didn't even take the time to figure out. But I can't have that conversation with you, even though it exists. Until I have a conversation with you, how many adults and children it has saved their lives because they found out what was wrong with them, they got on a medication. That, and you think what happened fifty years ago? There weren't all these overly medicated people. Now everyone's got it. No, then they just put them in an institution. Now there's people that would have been an institution that are that are living healthy, good lives. So if you want to have the conversation when they're over medicated, yeah, come over here and from your heart and your soul, with all the compassion in the world. And don't just blow it off. Don't go, oh, yeah, I'm sure that there are some. No, that's, that's moving past it. If you feel it in your fiber and you get how many children it saved their lives because they found out what was wrong with them, early autism, different types of autism. Yes, if this didn't happen long ago, I would wonder. But it did. They just, they just were written off. A lot of people were written off and fucking crazy. Now people can find that. So by the way, If you're ever wondering what side to be on, and this doesn't convince you, nobody, 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 and it's not that often you can say that, otherwise you look like, you know, you have to always say, well, once in a while, nobody has ever gone down in history in time, ever, and been famous and respected, that's the word, and respected for fighting against people's rights. Now, you might be the soldier that thinks you're going to be the first one. So good luck. Nobody, nobody has been gone down in the history of time and been famous and respected when time has passed for fighting against people's rights. So you just, you keep fucking trying. And I know I'm not talking to our listeners, most of them. Probably majority of them. But this is something, like i said, in case I need to repeat it. I always think I repeat things sometimes because I love to repeat them. Other times because someone might not have listened to another show. And I say I, I tell this to people that agree preaching to the choir because it gives you a way to fight the war. Just like Andrew Ive and me said some things to me this weekend. And the comedian that said the thing about if you're a white male and you're fighting for this, I'm going to find out his name. Really nice guy. And I'm going to find out his name and put it on the opening. But, um, so that's what it is. I hope, you know, those guys said something and I thought, I like that. I've said what they said a hundred times, but they gave me a way to say it. So that's what this is about. We're just giving, we're preaching to the choir sometimes with our audience, but sometimes when you're out, somebody can, gives you, it gives you a way to fight the war because someone gives you a new way to say it and a good a way to make your argument. Thank you and good night. So we're here with young Jake, Robbie, Adam, Aristotle, Jimmy Pardo is on his way, and we will be back right after this. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong, that's who I'll be, and I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Oh, I'm gonna keep my head up high. Keep on reaching high. Never gonna quit. I'll keep it strong. Alrighty. Too low, you want him up a little more? Jimmy, uh, you know what? They're not fit. They're too low on my ears. <laughs> They're too low. They're not. <laughs> Jimmy's been claiming that he doesn't know how to use the headsets. They're since like. He walked in I don't, here. Have you seen the, the way well, they? Lift are? lift them up a little. You recommend I go higher? Then? Oh, that's too high. Now I feel like a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Tell me, you're why, being... did I, why did I put the exit on that? I know I feel like a Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Uh, all right, there we go. Whose okay. phone is that? That's yours, jackass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, getting called a jackass by you is like being called a a hockey puck from Don Rickles. You know what? I don't disagree with you there. Uh, Don and I are very serious. serious. Uh, I had a young lady. I was just asking. Can you do me a favor? I normally wouldn't ask you this. You want to see a picture of my son? No. What do you want? me you want to turn it off? By the way, so the audience knows I'm walking around. He's walking around. Todd just walked around to see me. I go, can I ask you a question? I was going to ask him to put his stuff on the ground, and he goes, want to see a picture of my son? You want me to put that on the ground? Can I put it right here? You're, you're worse than I am, you OCD nutbox. But I'm asking you permission. The <laughs> but then you just touch them. What if I? Watch your fucking mouth. Edit this out. Right? What if I'm a germaphobe? Wait a minute. I, gotta, I can look at a melted candle in front of me. This nightmare that Paul Lynn wouldn't have had in his nineteen seventy six Halloween special, but the, my, my phone's got to be four fucking feet away. This thing, this prop, ah! <laughs> that a, a haunted house that the JCs All right. I'm done. You're right. done with my skit. Can I actually get these turned up? I do need these turned up. I, uh, yeah. Uh, hold uh, on. Who am I? Who am I? There, there we go. Thank you. Is Thank you. That? Yeah. Is that better? That's way too loud now. Okay. Put it down a little. It's okay. Uh, okay. We take our time. This is the show here now. Yes. hmm Jimmy Pardo, you are long overdue. It's hard to but hear. Jimmy Pardo, you are finally here tonight. Ah. Play this one for him. Where's the one that... Uh, Jung Now, it's a little hard to hear, but, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in it. Jingle Joe said... He's going through some moving and stuff. And he goes, but I wanted to do something. So, you know, he's still with everything going on. I said, we got to have something for uh, Jimmy. So where is, is this? Uh I mean, long opening. Jimmy Pardo, the guest on this week's the Pioneer of Podcasting. Pioneer Podcasting. Comedy gold. comedy gold, he says. Mm-hmm. we never not funny and O'Brien. Don't forget about right now. Check it out on YouTube. If you did a podcast earlier, calm down. We mean the first comedy one the kinds of podcasts may have come before Just remember on Todd's coma When they went to that gas station To the tune of that's what friends are for Jimmy Pardo Jimmy Pardo That's very nice. Show a little respect. Yeah. Show a little respect. Very nice. Seriously. not The, the type of applause when royalty walks in the room not with that smattering shit we give our other guests. Let me uh let me tell you something. Uh no. still doing? You're still going? Silly cries. That uh, Thank you guys. Wow. That's really, that's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Adam, you may have just hurt me. Yeah, Adam He's, had his big monkey hands yeah, right in your ears. He had to get in there somewhere. Those like, big uh, ham rocks. Uh, is, is it just my mic that. They, I'm just not there we go. I found the sweet spot. I was just in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Name dropper? Uh, no. You, must, you don't know what name dropping means. Oh, uh, either do you. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I may know. But, okay. <laughs> so I'm up there. It was a beautiful uh, October day in the middle of uh, July. It was very cold, 59 degrees. Uh, but I did a song on stage. I said the word "false bravado." I said, "There's some false bravado," and I said, "You remember that song by the Eagles. False Bravado'? Basically, the same thing that that gentleman just did." And so my point is, I'm as talented as that guy. <laughs> well, I'll have—I'll give you his phone number. You can call him directly I, and tell I, him. I, I know, I, I, great, I'll call him if I can get my phone back. I know that you put it—you know—you can't be within arm's reach. <laughs> well, focus I, in on what I'm talking about. You're too busy pointing photo, at things. Shut it off. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, you invite me over here, and you spend more time fiddling with chords. You know what I can't my, have? My any... phone can't be within arm's reach. My key's got to be on the floor. My phone's on a lampshade. This why I, <laughs> now you're pointing at the numbers. And, uh, play this, this one. Play this. I'm here. Who gives a shit about these songs? I mean, that was great. Yeah, Pardo. Yeah, I get it. But it's it very flattering. It's very nice. You got your, your, your I don't know what this is, your corral of fellas here. Oh, shut the I don't fuck know, up. I don't know what's shut happening. How many guys work on your show? We talked about this before we went. I over have there. Matt Belknap. I've yeah. got Elliot Hochberg. He's you, over there at Video Central. You have a lot of other guys. I've got Garen, who's uh, from the homosexual community. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's got a lifestyle that uh, I may or may not agree <sighs> with. Eek. It nauseates me. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what we just said before you came that if people that had a problem with it just said the truth, you can't catch someone in the truth. Well, first of all, you know I'm kidding. Of course I do. Yeah, but you said thank you, and then you said you're speaking the truth as if you and I've had a conversation. <laughs> not you know, I'm, no, I'm no, friends with Jimmy, no, but you know, he really we, doesn't like the homosexual community. We said it about the people you're mocking. Like if they would just go, it nauseates me. Well, you can't argue with that. There's no, You can't prove that something doesn't nauseate somebody. So, just say that, and then everyone will leave you alone. Don't try to make up a fake reason. Can we say that nauseates not pronouncing it properly, or are we all supposed no. to just pretend because you're the host that you're saying it right? Oh, Jesus. It's exhausting having me here. It's, oh, it's pure joy. It's pure joy. I just, can I talk about something that we, like, I wanted to, now look. <sighs> You, but you don't mind. I don't think you care. Like, when we when we smoke pot, like, by the way, not smoking in front of you, totally respected. Thank nothing you, I to appreciate I wouldn't want someone pouring a beer, you know, just little bits of it hit my, Hit. you know what I'm saying, basically. I wouldn't want someone to put beer in the swimming pool. It's like even one bottle? No, none. I don't want any. So mm-hmm. I get it. But, like, do you understand that people, do you know that people can drink and not be alcoholics, right? Yes. Do you think people can smoke pot and not be potheads? no you're hippies, you're all hippies, <laughs> but you know I wonder how much of that you think oh, I would say it's close to sixty eight percent but <laughs> I would say it's 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 up there it's uh, you don't understand i don't uh, I, I you know what admittedly i don't i don't admittedly i don't it's a lifestyle and a a life choice that i don't understand let me I, I admit you. it, I admit it, but do you think like because I don't – I'm not a – I've said this a million times, but I don't know if I've said it directly to you. I'm not a functioning pot smoker, so I don't smoke during the day. I mean maybe once a year if I'm on like camping, I have nothing to do. But around five nights a week – it used to be three. It's more. Like in the last two or three years, it's more. It's about five nights a week, never during the day. And at night, I will smoke. Uh, usually it means for me uh, not even a joint, a half a joint. And I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And – uh I, do you think someone that drinks, let's say, four nights a week is an alcoholic? I don't know the answer to that. Don't, I, no, I don't know the answer yeah, because yeah, yeah. somebody might say I go home and I have a glass of wine and it, it calms me down. And, uh, and then they live, they live their life. They watch uh, Hot in Cleveland and then they go to bed. <laughs> so I don't know. And by the way, my guts are – tell me if you're right. At the, at the, your guts are you could give a fuck what anybody does. Uh, I don't care if it doesn't affect my life. I don't right, care. Right, I right. mean, I really don't. I'm asking you. I'm not trying to make it look like you're out. Like you know, you you get it. People do this. I drank. People don't. I'm asking you. But there is a little, yeah. But but you under you what don't do you mind talking about this? I'm I'm not 100 percent comfortable. Oh, really? No, go ahead. Whatever. I don't oh. care. Um, does it what perplexes you about that it could be fun like to uh. Eh, you know what? I this is a path that I don't want to discuss. Uh, I've got my reasons. I've got my uh, issues uh, right. on, on this topic. On this, uh, you know, you put that in your body. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, whatever, live your life. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Um, I mean, what, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think we both we both have friends that are uh, that do it too much. You know, and I well, think yeah. they do it too much to the point of uh, it's distracting and annoying, and I think it is screwing up their life, and they don't realize it. Because it's not booze. Booze you see when it screws up your life. Booze it's easy to see. That yeah. guy's hungover. Yeah. His face is, you know, swollen. He's bloated. He's, uh, uh, you know, he's belligerent. Isn't that weird you when know, you see somebody, like, you know, we don't say anything, but, like, there's definitely that day where you see somebody that got bloated from yeah. drinking. And I'm always like, whoa. Yeah. And then you try to figure, well, maybe he's not in shape. And then, then all of a sudden, it clicks, like, oh, no, that's bloat. He's that's beer bloat. There's yeah. different the, – the heavy is even different. Bloat is bloated and sweaty a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know people that are heavier but not bloated. There's like a definitely bloated drunk. Sure. Remember when the comedians would make fun of Mothers Against Drunk Driving? I always cracked me up. That uh, was- <laughs> it sure did. Those are stupid people, right, those mothers that are against drunk driving? <laughs> exactly. Aren't they dumb? And I think as comedians, we should do bits about these women who are angry. That these uh, that these drunks are getting on the highways and killing their children, dumb fucking women. <laughs> Mind your business. Go to your PTA meetings. Worry about the schools. You dumb. Right? I mean, I never understood those jokes, and I would always my friend, my friend Mike Toomey, and I would be in the back of the room like in Chicago. A great comic out of Chicago. We in the back and go, and the guys would be doing their bits about you know mother getting drunk. Rah, 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 rah. I was like, yeah, they're bad people. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, that makes yeah that makes sense. Be mad at them. Oh, it Jimmy, makes no sense. I love you for that because, you know what, as it was coming out of my mouth, I thought, because I know you pretty well, but you never know. You mm-hmm. could be like, ah, I had mine, but you were doing what me and my friends were doing in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we might have been 21, 22, and, uh, hey, I drank and drove then. So did I. But I knew, but I wasn't stupid enough to think because I did it. Now I had to make pretend that those were bad people. Right. And mother again driving. and ran rather... <sighs> I, I don't. I, what's I don't even see the humor. Did there, you like, say the comedian you were in the back of the room? Uh, with? Mike Toomey. I know Mike Toomey. Mike, a brilliantly funny man out of Chicago, he does great stuff over at WGN Television as well. And uh, he would always like if somebody was you know the false premise guy, uh, Mike would always be in the back going, "Nah, didn't happen. Didn't happen." And just <laughs> it's just so funny because it's comics, you're just taking the just all the meat out of the joke. You would never do it to the audience. Let the you know let the audience be fooled by the bullshit, but. But what you forget is that the brilliant audience members, you know, if you're not, if you're not trying to, one brilliant, you know what I mean? The people that get it, whatever the word is, they do see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, about the fake premises. I always, we're not talking about someone that has such an absurd premise that you don't need to buy it. It's so ridiculous. Right. That, you you know like what they're I, like doing. I got to a whole bit over the weekend in Minneapolis about me beating up Asians. And it was just – the audience understood I'm joking. I'm kidding. So it's a, – it's a, it's a, yes, it's a false premise, but we know it is. We know it is. It's, you, not, it's not the – you know what? I like, to do? I like to go over to the drugstore. No, you don't. Right. You've never done it. And, and you, yeah. there's another type even besides that, which I hate. When you need to believe it's true and, yeah, I always say the same thing. I go, no – and by the way, these people – how about the comedians that always have witty lines? They go, so I said to him, boom, 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 and I said to him. So it sounds like you're so brilliant in these situations you're explaining. Mm-hmm. But – I haven't seen anything happen here in front of us there's, yet. There's no evidence of you uh, doing that kind of quick wit. And you know why? Because they make up something that somebody said to them, yeah. and they and sometimes it's like nobody said that, nobody asked you. <laughs> right. I don't even want to think. It's always of this. some crazy question. And then the yeah. guy says to me, "No, not even a crazy person." Yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Right. As we both don't have an example. Well, Joe, I, the one I d- I've never seen him do it, but Joe Koy, Some people doubt that people ask him how to make orange chicken. Now uh, you know what I mean. Uh, so, so, but by the way, uh, to George Carlin. You know what? The one person, he might go, look, I'm not saying you have to love me as a comic, but I swear to fucking God, somebody asked me that. And by the way, I wouldn't bet against that. But heard... I, I'd bet against it. Ah, I tricked you. <laughs> oh. Edit that out where I said that. Um, no, no, no. I would. I, oh, I'm 50-50. You're 50-50. Joe Coy had a human being come up to him and say, how do you make orange chicken? <laughs> He's on an airplane. He's flying to Atlanta, Georgia to do a weekend there at the Laughing Skull. And the gentleman turns to me and he goes, oh, look oh, you're Asian. That's interesting. How do you make orange chicken? That's happened? You believe that's happened? No, I don't know Joy Coy. I don't know the bit. I think he's, he seems like a nice young man. He's very tall for an Asian. I don't even believe he's Asian. <laughs> now, the point is this. I'll beat him up like I did in my fit back this past weekend. So you think you're 50-50 that he's at the gymnasium. He's doing curls. He's doing his second set. And then he finishes it, and the guy says, can I work in? Oh, in the as I'm working in, I realize that you might be of the Asian persuasion. How do you make orange chicken? You think that happened? If you do it again, you could throw me into convulsions. Because you're right, the more you set it up in any realistic scenario, you go, oh, you're set, okay? You're at, he's at Home Depot. He asked the person if he knows where they have the uh, energy efficient light bulbs. Am I staring right at them? Uh, you know, sometimes you are. And the guy goes, actually, they're right over there. You were staring and, right and at them. I can't them. help that they illuminate the fact that you're Asian. Right. <laughs> How do you make orange shit? <laughs> Now, that might happen that, I, right there at the Home Depot. I'm a Chinese cop. I'm pulling you over, or whatever, the people that make China, uh, orange chicken. Uh, sir, can I see your license and registration, please? You pass yeah, the stop sign. Absolutely, that. officer. I'm hap- oh, yep. son of a You happen to be Asian officer? Yes, I am. What's that have to do with anything? Well, let me give you my license, but uh, in the meantime, can you answer? How do you make orange chicken? <laughs> Nobody would ever ask that. <laughs> Nobody, unless... Joe Coy's going around the world going, you know what I'm really good at? I know how to make the best orange chicken. Hey, can I ask you a question? What's up? How do you make orange chicken? You know what? You get chicken, you get some, you get some spices and herbs and that sort of thing. And then, What else? Come on. Yeah, That's it, all you it, get, it, spices and herbs? Hey, what makes it orange? Uh, the wok? <laughs> I don't know. What makes it orange? Probably orange. Probably oranges. Why am I am to yell I don't listen. My improvisational skills don't lead me down. There. I, I don't know how to cook, so I don't know anything about cooking. Nice. So I couldn't go down that path. I, I was done with spices and herbs. And then walk. <laughs> I wanted to use the word walk. I accomplished it all. Who do you, who, is there anybody you don't like you, on your show? You don't, you don't even care anymore. Like, as the years have gone on, you doing your podcast. Yeah. Do, you, do you go, fuck it, I can't hold that in any longer, and I just got to talk about it? And is there anybody like that? And obviously, if there is, you mean a comic? Um, you mean or, a comic or, that's been? On or, my... I, I'm confused. What no, not mean? even a comic. Could it be someone? Uh, could have... anybody in the business that we know in this? Yeah, is there anybody that like just you... drives me nuts? that yeah, I say that, it, I that, you, that, that I don't pull it out of you. That you've talked about it a hundred times on your show, like somebody that you. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, is, is that a weird? Question? I'm trying hard to not say this woman's name anymore. I, I, okay. I've gone. Uh, I'm on record. Everybody knows my opinions. Don't, don't say. It. You know why? Because make they, the well most of. Go listen to the show and find it. Yeah, go have to something to Never, fun I'm to it. do. You'll find, it. You'll find, but it. You they all know. There's only there's only really one at the moment. There's really only one famous female comedian. Is that is that fair? I'm trying to think. only one on television. There's only one. Oh yeah, right. There's only yeah. one female comedian on it. Well, there's sir, there's at that magnitude. Well, there's Ellen. Ellen does. Ellen's a superstar. Although this woman's getting close, man. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not a fan. So and, I, and Judy, I, Judy too. Yeah, of course. Yeah but i'm very outspoken about it and i've realized that it's not uh, who cares well you know it doesn't affect my life why am i mad why does it you want me to fire you up yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 well no my brothers i i look i'm gonna change the name of the show Did, did i talk about this last week but um my brother said something about teaching once and uh Look, I always say this, if you're not positive about certain comedians, that's what I have a problem with. As long as you spend this, you know, a good amount of time being, you know, the people you're happy for and we both know there's a lot of people in this business when we see them have success we're happy for them. Absolutely. Doesn't mean you can be jealous and happy, but you're not always just, you know, so anyway, my brother said something very interesting. He said in teaching um I, want, I don't I – don't, to judge teachers, that doesn't mean I have to be the best teacher in the world because if I was, if, if it took that, I couldn't judge anybody. I couldn't make an opinion on someone because I'm not the best teacher in the world because you know what? I know one thing I should be confident enough to say. I really try. Mm. I want to be a good teacher. And he admires the teachers that are good, but they talk about the teachers that aren't. Yeah, you yeah. can't love being a teacher without the ones that you're shit all over it or you perceive to that it doesn't bother you. It just comes with the territory. There's no the part that makes you respect the teachers you look up to and you grow on is going to make you have a, a dis despise the teachers that just don't even give a fuck. So I think it's the same in a lot of professions. Yeah, I would imagine that it is now your brother and it really that sounds terrific. <laughs> he sounds sharp. He's a good teacher. But does he know how to make orange chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I could come up with scenarios. See, if you. No, never mind. I don't want to say it. I'm at a PTA meeting. This is a true story. Put I'm at this... a PTA meeting. And uh, we're all. Oliver's, let me guess. He's got to be right now, like five or six. He's going to be six, September 2nd. And we're at a PTA meeting. And we're there in Parent Teacher Association. You're meeting the teacher. You're having a little chit chat. And, you know, we were at a charter school down near LAX. There's all walks of life in there. And I look over to the woman next to me. I'll be, God damn, she's not Chinese. And the teacher, this is so embarrassing. The teacher says, your, t- your kid's doing great. Do you know how to make orange chicken at a PTA meeting? Oh, that's unnecessary. It's a, it, well, it's a, it, it made my wife and I very uncomfortable because it's like I was like, well, that seems a little racist. But you know what? Maybe she makes the best orange chicken. But so it, in Joe Coy's defense, I've seen it happen. I just figured out what happened. He was a cook at a Chinese restaurant. Or he was applying. And the way he's church, applying for a job. At a Chinese restaurant. And the, and the owner goes, Do you know how to make orange chicken? And he goes, Oh, just because I'm Asian? <laughs> no, because you're applying for a job to be a chef at an Asian restaurant. Hmm, very good then. Good day to you. I, always still, I don't know anything about that guy, by the way. It sounds like he gets on your nerves. Sounds like this guy Honestly, you. not at all. I, I, and I'm, to George Carlin, whenever I've worked, if I work with somebody and um, I've only known, when I've worked with him and it's not been that much, always been friendly, always been, you know, just uh, a good energy to be around. So He's a positive I can still, energy. Yeah, I can, and I can still, you know, figure out the one joke. Maybe he's, maybe, I'm sure he would laugh at this. He wouldn't give a shit. I don't know anything about it. Those people like to laugh, right? Oh. I know they're bad drivers. And by the way, I wouldn't. <laughs> What's up? Okay. You know why they're bad drivers a lot? Because they're visiting our country, and we're bad drivers when we go there. Well, listen, don't use logic. I know. I did suck the... Well... But you know what? You, you make a great point. Hey, you use logic when it came to those mothers against your drivers. Yeah, for, for comedic effect, you brought the room to a halt. with. How you. dare you? First you compare me to Paul Lind? <laughs> yes. Listen, you guys probably knew each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you some questions today. Now, I, I say to George Carlin, which means the truth on the show. These are Could first- you stop? you said it nine times now. You know, I'm your biggest fan. You know that. Do you know? I'm honored to be on here once every 18 months. Do you know this? The Todd Glass Show. Voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. Did you know that? The PAA? I didn't know that. Yes. Two years in a row. So. That that's a, good for you. Congratulations. Right, let me put this As over a here. pioneer, you would have thought I would have known about that. But uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah, i love questions. Do you think, play this one here. Do you think this one is good? And then we'll get back to these questions. Just give me a second to play on my sheet. Mm-hmm. Do do and you thing. can be a part of it. Yeah, do your good. This is what people wait for. They go, oh, I can't wait till Jimmy Pardo goes on the Tag show and he makes him play with his songs. Do you have this one here? It's Okay. I like to make them. If the, if I don't talk, it just makes them get them when they're looking for stuff. I know it sucks because like, like if you're just quiet, sit, and... you ever in the mood to do that though? Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. we have to do it this week on my show. The great Judy Gold was on, and uh, Todd Judy Gold was on. Todd mm-hmm. Judy Gold, <laughs> and uh, we we had to, a young Garen, our intern, look uh, something up, but we all got really quiet while he did and just it. Waited. And it was just the fact that we all it, somehow we all knew at once, like like you know, like a sign came, nobody talk, and we all everybody just waited. <laughs> And it was uncomfortable and funny. Where it right. uh, no, 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 that's not it. This does it teach us the importance of having these ready because if we save them every time, why would he get more? You know what I mean? Do you have this one? The kid singing it Do you have this? My gal has got two eyes of blue and curls of brown. She always makes me smile when I am feeling down. Whenever I am with her, I just grin like a clown. Because my gal's pussy is the smallest in town. All right, enough with that. That's a true story, actually. That is a true story. (laughs) Hold on, what are you doing? Did you like this song here? Do you like this song, Jimmy? no, 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 no. Ray Conniff Jr. You thought it said Ray Charles. Sorry. You're doing good. Do Do you know what this song is from? Please tell me you remember. When we met. Remember at Omnipop? And this song was playing... At we the bu- office? Yes. Yes, of course I remember that. Where's the office? Which office? Well, had on, three offices. On Ven- at the one on Ventura Boulevard when it was upstairs. Oh, you do and remember. And uh, it, it was in the same when he had the initial office, yeah. Well, the truth is we did meet there, and then a week later we were in an audition. And I've never told this on this podcast. And um, you said, watch this. And you said something about like you had superpowers. I said, you f- I, I said, I have superpowers. I could walk across the street and every car will stop. So in... I'm going to say on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the most traffic on the street, it was about a 6 or a 7. There was there was a steady flow. I might go 7 or 8, obviously. Yeah. And Jimmy walked from one side of the street, cars, you know, not screeching, but having to heavily put on their brakes, <laughs> to having no car for like another 6 feet, then having another car and just weaved in and out and made it to the other side with never flinching. Do you know why I did that, by the way? Why? I, had just, we had, I just moved Everything That was in 1995. Did you walk the wrong way? No. Somebody told me that as long as – somebody said, oh, the great thing about living in L.A., as long as you cross at an intersection, mm-hmm. whether there's a stop sign or not, every car has to stop for you. And they you do. give it right away. And, but sometimes they don't because there's no reason for them to. Yeah. So I just got freaking lucky that day that nobody ran me down. <laughs> great. Because then one time I tried to do it on Ventura Boulevard, not right near our, our agent's old office. And I stepped out, and, and like some guy like, has to swerve around me. And I go, what the F.? And so the guy goes, well, maybe you don't walk into traffic, jackass. I'm like, mm, good point, sir. And then – so like somebody just lied to me and said walk. And well, it means they – most of the time you're right. When you go to other cities, if you're from California and, then you, and you grew up here and you were raised here, I'm surprised you don't die within a week somewhere else because, no, you don't, we don't fucking stop. And by the way, yes, I believe in having a social decency when you're in a car and somebody needs to cross, but – Sometimes, you, you know, let the cars let go. The car, sometimes let the car go. Yeah. Especially if, because this happened today, a guy was uh, checking his email while he's walking across the crosswalk. Get, get put your phone, walk, walk. Yeah. That's How about when they don't... I am me- sorry. Oh, oh, you got them fired up. I'll stay. I'll stay. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I misunderstood today. what's happening. Let me ask you a question. What do you, what do you think? Do you like this version? And then we're going to ask you some questions. you have this? The end is near. Start it from the beginning. It's okay. Here, let me have that. uh, This is a good version. Mm -hmm. Or do you like this version? Play Franks again. I want to let him decide. I'd like (laughs) to hear both again. uh, Can I hear the child again? Hold on, listen to this. You don't want to let this breathe a little? Because you might want to go back. I don't want to have to go back to it. So let it. Okay, if you don't need it, you don't need it. Okay, go ahead, play the other one. All right, so what's your decision? Can I hear a little bit of that, like, in the middle? I just told you. Can I, I, hear each, each? Can you. I hear each one, like, right in the middle? All right. In the middle? Right, yeah, like, play it, Press play on the Frank Sinatra and let it play silently, and then we'll bring it up in the middle. I don't know how that's going to help it. And yeah, so I face. The final curtain. You got it? My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. Now that's the Sinatra version. Yes. i okay. a life that's full. You like it? I'd I do. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I like it. Can I hear you the wanna, other one? You want to pick that, so you pick Frank Sinatra. I'd like to hear the other one again. I right, play the other one. Like this one? Seems like you like this Just one now. I, I didn't want this to go this long. Really? You no, know, no, you told me to. No, I. I'll say it clear. I'm It's okay. I know. I I'll didn't, I'll, and then I'll, I did. By the way. I didn't, and then I did right away. Yeah. Like, I thought, oh, no, no, I'm kidding. And I went, he's kidding. We're good. Can, you know Let's talk about this. Start this from the beginning. And I'm serious. What? Again? What did he. What. Uh, what. Some what? Who let him choose this song? His father chose. It's adorable, mother. and he's and he's a cute kid. But who, who said his life is near? Yeah, I hope it's that not true. Yeah, that's a great point. Right? He's 11 years old. His life is. Cl- What's? It, you should not sing this song unless you're his age with a terminal I'll disease. Of which Thank you. He's lived crazy. a life that's full if he God forbid was I, I don't you know what that's the only time I use that phrase anything like that as twisted as demented as I am, he's a little kid, and he exists somewhere yeah this so kid. Is I, a but I do kid. want to still say it, but God forbid something would happen. would he feel this way he's doing it his way is this from America's got talent I don't know why if it was you could be you know we'd shut it off, and then simon would uh, you know, yeah, you give, give him a hat. Give him, <laughs> give, him <laughs> give him what? Give him a hat. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't watch. All right, let's go to the. And that's questions. X Factor. You're thinking of X Factor? Oh yeah, he's on the X Factor. Yeah. Man. All those shows. Uh, yeah, there's always something. Sometimes I cry a lot when I watch um, um the the um, the one with Howard Stern. America's Got Talent. Yeah, did yeah. you see the one with the shadow people? With the shadow, they do the, uh, the the guy going off to getting born and then going off to war and then dying at the in war. No. You see that thing? Aristotle's seen it. Just like a great. Uh, like you would say, just sort of a great. Uh, what would that? Be? It's these people. They, they they contort their bodies to make an image behind like a sheet, and uh, they tell a the whole story just by contorting their bodies. It is it is phenomenally moving. Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh, when I watch that show, it's funny. I so I so much thought you were going to, like as I was saying it, you know, go on on that show. But there's there's very inspirational moments, even though there's an element of cheese to the show. Mm-hmm. But there's also some people that you know. Hey, look, it's not. No matter what you want to say about the show, these these people will change their lives. Some of them. Yeah. But sometimes I don't see how it could. They could. Uh, they maybe could have their own show, but why don't? And they might. They might do this. If they don't do this, I can't believe it. But sometimes between five or six or seven of great them, great show. G- put a show like on a nice in variety Vegas. show. Yeah, yeah. So why don't they do that instead of? Maybe just, they do. Maybe they do. They should have a somebody that they should pick every year, and Is that the headliner. Person, that's the per- oh, the headline of that show. Or maybe they're big enough to just literally go out like they've been doing with one person, and mm-hmm. they're the star. And then have a variety show that they're also putting through. So at the end of each year, they've picked one big star. They get their own show. Then another showroom where they're putting together a variety show. I think that would be great. And mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about it after Do, this. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I'm on board. You know what I really like the most about America's Got Talent is the way that Nick Cannon interrupts everybody. Oh gee, why is he there? For those funny cutaways w- of him going, what, the hickey? And, and, and it's always like. It's all he does. And it's always like I feel 10 producers ran up a writers and gave him shit to say. Yeah. You think after all this time, he would be comfortable. By the way, the first year, I get it. I've been doing comedy 30 years, and I do corporates, and they throw you for a rattle. Right. So I'm looking gently. to. But first of all, let's say, hey, he just never got comfortable. Okay, mm-hmm. and that said, how come I wouldn't get that lucky? If I got a job and I sucked that oh, bad, you're done. how come I'd be done? You'd be replaced. Then I think, is he that big of a star that it's worth having him? those that I i don't know. I don't know enough about Nick Cannon. He, uh, I, he's probably a nice guy. He's a great guy. He's married to that lady. She's very attractive. <laughs> and Mariah Carey. Isn't he married to Mariah Carey? Right? That's a good-looking couple. Boy, is that a handsome couple. Right? Is that something we'd agree on? Uh, yeah. Nick Cannon's handsome, With you like not. I like that he wears an ascot. I got no problem with a guy that wears an ascot. You know who else wore an ascot? Charles Lynn. Charles <laughs> Nelson Riley, Paul Lynn. Sure. And Joanne Worley. Oh. <laughs> and Joanne we chose a lady. Go you ahead. know Joanne Worley's oh. Yeah. Uh Paul Lynn was oh. Charlie Callis. La, 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 la. And then uh, I think somebody else did something. Charles L- Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. Oh and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> what was going on back then? Uh, That's when people smoke pot and had fun. I disagree. Now, listen, <laughs> ram your agenda on my throat. Do you? <laughs> everything's this now, do, huh? Do you think genuinely? By the way, if at one point I'm overdoing any of these impersonations, I didn't say doing them bad, doing them spot on. But is the cadence of how I'm imitating them overdone? Throw uh, something at my face, and this. So this really was going on. Unless something gets thrown on my face, and I'll know that you think it was implied. Joe Worley. Oh, 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 oh right. Uh Paul Lynn. <laughs> okay? Uh Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, oh Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Callis. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think they were doing something? By the way, did, was I right that might have not been the best impersonation, but he didn't exaggerate the tone no, of you, any of them. None of it. <laughs> well, what the fuck? I, well, what, what do you want from me? Oh, I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> it, it, no, no I'm not, I'm, they're not all dead. I they're believe, not all I, dead. I, I uh, by was. the way, it was. It, I'm always so nervous that somebody won't. You know, I'd, I'd rather err on the safe side and go. I have respect in the comedy world. That For those people, o- absolutely. Yeah, but there's some. Like, aren't there some of those people? Charlie from, Callis was probably amongst his friends. People were like, eh, "It was all right." You know, you know, I don't know. It could uh, be wrong. I think Charlie Callis was the guy that you know. You know who's the funniest guy? Just isn't on stage. Charlie Calis. You know, like, I think he's that guy. Because like, we, all, we all we have that friend, too. You know, like, that's you know funny. he's funny, but he, he never fronted on the stage. It's blah, blah, blah. I think Charlie Callis was that guy. And, you know, uh, hey, is Charlie going to be at the party? Of course Charlie's at the party. He's the funniest guy we know. You know what? I'm glad you said that because it, it is, I don't, you know, there is an amount of respect I want to have for anybody that was in this business. Whether they're here this or not, just for my own decency. And you're right. The reason I picked him was because, well, he was the one that wasn't as famous. But you're right. In our camp, we know people. And, uh, you know, th- that's right. He could have been that guy. So yeah. I feel bad that I even go, oh, it's probably Charlie Callis. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was happening on television Here. that that was allowed. Was there anybody else doing it? Let's think of one more person. Make me happy. That was doing what? Jer- that Jerry Lewis. Lady. Uh, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Joanne Worley. <laughs> And then um, Soupy Sales, what did he do? He did something. I don't know what Soupy did. He went, <laughs> soupy, soupy Soupy Sales. Well, no. I, didn't. I thought maybe I'd get one by. No, well, he's okay. never yes. done. He <laughs> never did that. Did you ever do anything early in your career? And we will not make fun of you. And later, if you're second, we'll edit it out. What do you show? mean? Did I ever do anything? A funny sound. A funny sound? No, I, was, I have a, 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 um, I used n- to do a thing. Truth be told, I used to do a thing. I, Can I play it? I have it. What you made a funny sound after your joke? You did a joke. Some of the jokes you, you, you know, and then you used to make a funny sound. And I have it on. I, I, I Let me Is hear that going to embarrass you? All right. Let me hear. it. All right. Let me. So let me just play it. All right. Play twenty twenty two. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> was was that it? Did you play it yet? I was letting you do. You have to do it. Oh, I thought that you were. Gonna I was do gonna. It. Ha- I was hoping you were gonna. Go- I, I th- can't do you. Here's how bad I am at what you're trying to do. I, by the way, can I interrupt you? As I was throwing you something, I don't like when anybody throws me anything. I don't that mind I that I you're throwing handle. at me, but I thought what you were doing is I thought you were going to play some ridiculous sound, oh. and then I was going to go, "Yeah, okay." I, I, I thought I was going to pretend like yes, that you're was right. the sound I made. I didn't know that I was responsible to be, you know, uh, Michael Winslow. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you didn't have to. Oh, I just thought you'd do a joke you're doing in your act that everybody understands. But I didn't today. know. I, th- I literally thought you were going to play like some ridiculous sound effect from uh, a long play. Guess what I'm doing right now as I'm talking to you? You're backpedaling out of your awful ideas. I am not. I'm pulling a hangnail out of my. It's, it's... As you get that hangnail from the side of your nail. Yeah, and you can't but then bite. once you, you can't get, bite it off because then you know no, no, your I just entire pull, arm comes off. I pull yes, <laughs> and then it's not worth it for that little bit of satisfaction. Right, but, you, but just go in there with a little cuticle cuss, I know, but that. then I feel like it's left there. I just want to pull it out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, give it a little trim. All right, Listen, fine. I got interviewed on the. Uh, this is what we're gonna do. Um, Are we gonna talk about your tattoo? Because I, I, I'm honestly the last time I saw you, we we did a bowling thing for the Nerdist. Hold we were, on, did you pick a song? The Frank Sinatra one. The kid? Or the, okay, yeah, just kidding. Um, okay, we did the Nerdist Bowling Show, which, by the way, g- 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 I thought it was a good it was, idea. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. But you, you had a fake sleeve on. I did. A fake tattoo sleeve. So mm-hmm. I thought, like, when I came in here tonight that you were wearing that. I didn't know who you were doing that for. Uh, that's a legit yeah, tattoo. I, I thought we uh, talked about it at the gym, which, uh, which I might not have. Uh, no, by you, the way, why haven't, real quick, why haven't I seen you at the gym? I left that gym. Where do you go now? I uh, over at Warner Brothers. The Warner Brothers lot has a uh, gymnasium right there on site. And, oh, uh, you, why you like things that are clean? <laughs> uh, you know what I, I mean. Our gym was. I, 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 you know, I liked that gym. I thought uh, the gym that you go to was fine. Everybody else would badmouth that gym, but I liked it. Do you know what the problem I have with it? It's not with the people because look, I don't want to overtalk. You might think I do, but I really don't. I go to the gym ninety-five percent of the time. I want to mind my own business, if not more. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't mind a, a, a little conversation. Once in a while, uh, someone that's friendly. I've met mm-hmm. a lot of people like that, and I turn to somebody, something happens, somebody on the news, you both talk to each other. I've been very lucky. So the gym, there's not a lot of pretension. i found a lot of nice people, but the gym... It's filthy. Yeah. Uh, I, I did complain about the uh, the showers. Uh, when I went in and there was no shower head, it was just water coming out of a pipe. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm do done. Something. I'm done. And uh, it's just not worth it to me. Yeah. And I don't... Because I, don't, uh, I live right up the street. I don't shower there, but... Uh, I use the, the uh, what do you call it, the um, the dry sauna. And sometimes it's like, and some that's... people go, I wish they had a wet sauna. I go, really? You'd go into a wet sauna? I went to the one over on Wilshire. I used to go into their wet sauna. I, well, the steam room. And I... it would be, what am I doing? This is mm-hmm. nauseating. It's like, because in my opinion, it never got hot enough to burn off the filth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was like, I think I was just. I've been in, I've been in there. And you know what, though? That's why when somebody, uh, you look funny when you go in there fully dressed. You know, I would want to wear my shoes in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. But anyway, it's, and on Saturdays it's worse. I want to hang signage there. Not kidding. Like, get, get a pre made, you know, like just print it out on paper with mm-hmm. that and bring it to Kinko so it has that sticky back. Yeah. Peel it off, boom, stick it on two mirrors and go. Please understand that uh, we, we, uh, Saturdays, we, uh, although we don't give a discounted rate for our customers that come in Saturday, something like from the place, we apologize but we don't clean on the weekends. Uh, you know, we apologize for our customers that only come on the weekends that pay, the management. How could they take that down? Well, whoa, well, whoa, well, thats true. You can't, you can't take that. Then you have to clean up and disprove that sign not right. to be. This is always like, uh, you know. Anyway, enough with that. So he, I have some questions I want to okay, ask. Okay, anything want. you want to talk about? When did you get the tattoo? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Thank you. That's why you're a professional. Um, the tattoo—I never wanted a tattoo that's like, you know, what do you call? It? Just a, you know, I, wa- I always liked an arm sleeve. Mm-hmm. I always saw one. I liked it, mm-hmm. and um. I was it a somebody had a party and they had those sleeves you put on, so I sort of knew what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing it as a joke, as you know, for a while. And then I, I really liked it. I go, you know what? And you know, what? look, I'm pretty good at self analyzing myself. I don't think it's a midlife crisis or anything. I just really wanted one. I liked the way it looked, and um, I did it in on President Stephen Philadelphia. They have something called Tattoo Tuesdays, and so they did it for free on the air. And uh, you went over to Tattoo Tattoo Tuesdays. Now I should also say this: it's a tattoo artist they've been using. The people that work at the, uh, at the uh, radio station, at the radio station wait, for years. That? That, so it was uh, very respectful. Frankie and Bob, what are those guys' names? No, these are actually good guys. You know when you do morning radio. Yeah, but what's their name? I know their names. Who Preston and Steve. That's it. Preston and Steve. Preston yeah. and Steve, WMMR. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, uh, that's where I did it. That's the story. And you did it all in one sitting? I did it in two sittings. Two sittings? Did you use the, the, uh, the salve? Did you use the you balm? The first time, like crazy. And then it heals right. The second time, hardly at all. But someone said it had a lot to do with his ability of doing it good that I didn't scab that much at all. No, 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 but did you use the numbing cream before? No, and guess what? I would have finished. I am going to finish, and then I'm almost done. Just to there. That's it. And you did that entire thing without numbing cream? Underneath? This is when it started to bother me because the guy goes, it hurts, doesn't it? I go, a little bit there. I go, how do you know? He goes, because you're not talking. (laughs) I'm not screaming, but I'm not talking. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back the next time and then use something and finish it. They would have finished it in one visit. Wow, that's a lot, man. And that's it. I'm done. And you know what? You know, it's I have okay. two. I have two texts. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Yeah. I got one on each arm like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, and mine was a midlife crisis. Mine was a, you know, my, my son was born and I went into a panic that I never did anything exciting in my life. You know, other than quit my lucrative day job at the record business and, you know, do comedy for 150 bucks a week on the road. Isn't that funny that you did you say that in the way that you went? You never did, but you did. But you did. I did that. It's fucking amazing. Okay, you're saying. Maybe the the craziest thing I quit a a job in the record industry making crazy money as a 23 year old to make 150 bucks a week, traveling eight hours a day to, to go to crappy one nighters. So, yes, that's crazy. I did a crazy thing. You're not crazy. You did something. I don't even. There's probably so many more better, so many uh, crazy and then other adjectives to describe that. Yeah. And you know what? I say we have enough moments in our life of insecurity. There's nothing wrong once in a while. If that's your whole being, it's nauseous. But there's nothing nauseous about once in a while looking back at something you did. Like any comedian going, fuck. Like I thought, I think of myself as a chicken. I don't like to do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do. I fucking moved to California. Right. I know. (laughs) Like with no money. I mean, I had, I did not save. I came out here with a thousand dollars and thought that would work, <laughs> and, you know I said then I put money down on an on a, uh, apartment and bought a futon, and I had one hundred and fifty bucks to last me a month and what'd you do I, 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 Pat Francis was my roommate, the very funny Pat Francis, and the two of us just kind of got by like I, I literally would go to Wiener schnitzel or or uh, Jack of the box and get the two ninety nine cent tacos and a drink, so it was like two bucks a day on food and you know'm i 'm a man i 'm a yeah. man do you know what's funny that the, the, just in case he listens to this podcast, a gentleman we were talking about that said something to Jim Ken. See, Ken, I don't always throw you under the bus. Uh, about it's funny that you think it's cheaper to eat out, but the truth is, it's all it's easier. But there's, it's, it, he said, you know, the stuff you can buy, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always like you well, can buy bags for, of beans and that's like, what Pat Pat would eat rice and peas. That was his thing. He would make rice and peas. I, I, And uh, to me, that just seems sad. (laughs) Like that he would get rice and peas as I'm sitting there eating my awful tacos from Jack in the Box. Look at this pathetic crunch. You know what I mean? Well, I know exactly what you mean because, yeah, it doesn't matter because there is something like, oh, geez. Because you know why people that eat. Um, full meals, and, and they still eat Taco Bell. So you could just be a guy walking down the street eating some Taco Bell, and you're going to go home and have a steak later for dinner. Right. With him, with the beans and the rice. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, home. Right, That's what he's eating. Rice and, rice and peas. Rice and peas. Rice and peas. Well, one of the, yeah, the on. – You've got questions here. I do, and we don't usually do this. And let me just so we pace ourselves. Uh-huh. Because we are – we're doing two shows. We're doing a Monday show, too. So so you somebody else coming in after me? Yeah. What do what? you got coming in? very excited. Well, don't tell um, me. Don't, Tell me off the air. Okay. Um, but, is it somebody I know? Is it somebody I get along yeah, with? We'll, we'll is to, it? Rory we'll, Scovel? No, 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 no no, <laughs> no, no. Is it his time to come no. By on? the way, I am not rushing you anywhere. It sounds like you're pushing me out for Rory no, Scovel. No, no, don't even kid. Don't even kid. <laughs> Don't well, even I don't enjoy. know. I mean, I know, no, no, I, not Rory's I know that Rory needs to be on every, is it once every no, half don't... episode he's got to come on? <laughs> you got to have people like that on your show. I do. I Well, I, everybody comes on. Pat Francis used to be once every four episodes. Yeah. Uh, now everybody's on once every six months or once a year, depending on who the person yeah. is. You're a once every six month guy. I'm just so comfortable <laughs> with who I'm already comfortable with. But tell me if you go through this, too. But sometimes you try, like, uh, if I would have never had um, last week, um, who do we have on the show? No, before Grandma would. Oh, yeah, Graham on? Wait, Rory couldn't make it? Troy Conroy. Conroy. Who? Troy Conroy. No, but after that. He was here. He did the whole thing. No, Henry Phillips. no after Henry, because Henry talked about having him on. Why am I drawing a blank to his name? Come on, Aristotle. Come Somebody. on, every one of you. Bobby: Chris Fairbanks. You had Fairbanks on. And, and, and He's great. I would have him on every week. He's fantastic. Yeah, it's easy. And then they live around here. And I'm Some not people afraid. are easy. Some people, you got to—it's a little more interviewy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. I had Judy Gold on. I don't know if you were listening earlier. Uh, I know you were pointing at your paper. Did you talk about Judy Gold? On the show here today? No, did you, why? Did you have a, was there a problem? No, I had her on, she was great. She's, she's funny in the bones. She is funny in the bones. She's funny in the bones. She is funny in the bones. And I learned that at a comedy festival once where we were, we, not to be shot, we did a fake talk show in the hallway, the Montreal comedy uh, at the, you know, uh, at that, what's that old hotel in the lobby. We set up a fake talk show. The and Delta. A, the Delta. There was a. There was a guest and then a co-host, and we had guests. It wasn't We didn't shoot it. It wouldn't have been as special. because. So then we did it, and to leave as the co-host or a guest, you had to go find somebody to replace you. And we did it with trust, and nobody ever broke the trust. Started it around maybe 10 at night, mm-hmm. and then uh, eventually I wanted to leave. Well, and I got somebody. I said, hey, they want you down there. I sort of tricked them. But once they got down there, they had to stay. and if, Well, they always did. Nobody broke it. I came back around 4.30 in the morning, and uh, – Somebody goes, hey, they want you down there. I go, shut the fuck up. They're still doing it, and Judy Gold did it the longest. And her friend Howard Lapitas, or somebody. Oh yeah, Howard. The he's a manager. Yeah, he wasn't taking it seriously. Like, and she did it like from that little she goes, Howard. She goes, you're not even taking it seriously, and it was like so adorable and fucking so funny. Like she's she's funny. Yeah, she's a funny. She's got a one man show going on, one woman show. I imagine. Uh, Here, I think it's called the (laughs) Judy Show. And uh my wife and I are going to go see it on uh, August the 10th. Well, uh, where is it at? The Geffen Playhouse here in Los Angeles. I think I'm related to him. Who? Geffen. David Geffen? My, okay, my mom's brother has a wife. And then she has a brother and it's his son. Does that make me related I don't know I, 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 I knew you were losing I you literally oh I don't know if that is it your neighbor <laughs> like, like it was like <laughs> It was that far. I don't know where this person imagine is. imagine if anywhere. I was that stupid. Okay, I think I'm related there You know my neighbor. Yeah He's my neighbor Am I related to him? you know what you might be But you'd say even if you're not related I imagine you're doing pretty, better than everyone thought you were doing in the community if he's your neighbor Pardon? If I live next to him, then I'm doing better than Oh, you're every, living next to David Geffen? If I was. Oh, I, you know, here's how dumb I am. I was thinking that your neighbor was related to him. Uh, I was going mm. one removed and taking the funny out of it. What's your favorite? Okay. I just made fun of myself. That's okay. Here's a quick uh, thing along those lines. Uh, I said this on my podcast when the great Paul of Accompanis was on. Uh, it was the day Dennis Farina died, and a person that I know on Facebook put, This is really sad. My cousin worked for his dad. <laughs> really? You have no connection oh. to Dennis Farina. <laughs> My cousin worked for, for his dad. Like, what the fuck? You're removed once. That other person's removed once, once. So why don't you just shut the fuck yeah, up? Yeah, why don't you just say, uh, hey, good actor. going to miss yeah. him. This is very sad. My cousin worked for his dad. What the? No, nobody's involved with Dennis Frena? You know why people love to connect themselves with misery sometimes? Because uh, that makes them not have to, you know, like those people that will to connect themselves with and over connect. I said this – this is a true statement. I said this – I want to say back in 1974. I was the first guy to say it and it ended up being posters and, and pillows and such. I said misery loves company. I said that in 1974. I was eight years of age. And my mother said that is, that is profound. Let me call somebody at the Chicago Sun-Times to let them know you said that. Before you know it, Mike Royko came into my house. He's a ter- since passed away, terrific journalist. Who did say that for real? No, it's been around forever I don't know You're saying that's what I'm saying Only in a different way But I'm making it more like a good, are you, am, am I arguing for no reason? Yeah Because oh, I thought you were saying Oh, great point, Todd Everyone No, knows. not at all I was just doing a silly bit uh-huh. You should think more You should overthink things more I will <laughs> I'm trying to You know what? Do you like this type of music? No, you, you no seriously I want to know if you like this type of music This is a different song Do you have it? Okay. You should give them numbers like we did last, you know, like put them on here. Pari Como. Are you okay? Yeah. Pari-como. I didn't even mean it jokingly. <laughs> this, this, you know, this won't work. <laughs> Do you like this? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Would you like to play this in the background the whole time? No. Turn it off. Hold on, I want to deal with this really because I don't like to throw them. You're okay; it's all right. Yeah, I'm good. We just have different signs for it. Uh, you, you wrote down one thing, and I have a hold I have on. To be more prepared. It's all right; it's all good. Take full responsibility. So you have different things written for different things. Yes. It's like what did you have for paracoma? Uh, I had bibbity boppity. Excuse me. Can you, do you have anything bibbidi boppity? Oh, Seriously. I need bibbidi You can pay to know. I used to do a bit about Perry Como. It's okay. Um, and the bit was uh, the uh, the premise. God damn it. Yeah, I apologize. And I, and I apologize for doing a bit. Uh, but, no. uh, but very rarely does Perry Como come up. The premise was, do you think people got back in the day... When somebody was like 23 years old buying their first album, were they ex- excited about a Perry Como album as I would have Hold been on. about it's a It's okay. Out? It's okay. I swear to fucking God. I'm in the middle of my on, goddamn Perry what, Como tomorrow? riff. Oh, Bobby's. I know. It's okay. That's what God. I'm saying. Oh, no, it's okay. Why don't you understand that? No, seriously, I've never had this on. This, well, what, no, you might explain to me. By the way, Jimmy, it's okay. You've, you have a show too. You know when this happens. But by the way, first of all, I'm, I don't know pr- how serious you are. I'm. I don't like ever. You. you never have backed me here. Do you ever have a moment? And the minutes that's coming out of your mouth, you know, it's never an excusable. You're legitimately upset with Aristotle. Well, I didn't understand why when I kept saying it was okay. I think you it, re- I, but here's what, if I may. I think Aristotle was. I thought you said it's okay. Go ahead and get him. I, was, I thought you meant, like, it's okay, just leave it's him out there. Y- oh, well, then you shouldn't have been moving. And then, you, and then you, I thought you said it's a, so I was shape, you meant okay to leave him out there or okay well, to leave him out there? Well, yeah, but that that's what I thought. That's why at the first, when you go, he's out there, I thought, oh, he didn't know what I meant. I went, yeah, I know he's out there. It's okay. But, but again, in, fair, in his defense, you 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 tried say, to help him, and he uh, yeah he threw himself in the fucking bus. He's yeah. stupid. <laughs> but you, in fairness to everybody involved, because yeah. I'm I'm the most uncomfortable I've been in my 47 years on this planet. I've done your show. The, yeah, but I do it with humor, and people get that I'm doing it. What with do you week. think we're fucking doing now, Parlo? You're Pardo. yelling at this poor kid. I'm leaving all this in. You called him a fucking idiot. Yes, he's dumb because of what just happened. <laughs> my point is this. First of all, but no. Let me say, don't. Let me uh, first, hear me out. I will. So Perry Como, no. <laughs> hear me out. Uh, uh, you didn't. You were like the person doing. Uh, win, lose, or draw, where you just keep drawing the same thing and nobody is like, we don't know what that is, Start, draw something else. You just kept going, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Well, he doesn't know what the fuck that means. It's obvious he's having trouble understanding your two words. Why does he have trouble understanding? Well, yeah. he's dumb. <laughs> It's like this guy. He's like, I'm all right with you, and I think, I think we're, we're both having trouble with you because you don't really defend either of us. Right. Like, Todd, you don't talk to a human being like that if they're dumb. Well, I mean, listen, when well, a kid's not sharp like this kid here, you've got to treat him with kid gloves. You can't come out of him. It's all right. It's all right. You can't keep beating him up like that. This poor kid, he's not, he's not, he's not the brightest. And you keep putting them down like Can this. Can I tell you, do, do we leave this in or do we take it out? You leave it in. This is fucking hysterical. Okay, so You cut this out. No, Although it's on you guys. Whatever no, let me just if say Aristotle's this is Aristotle's uncomfortable, at as he should of, be because you made him look the fool. At, oh, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, first of all, I, I, if I'm leaving this in, I'm going to have to say this. So you're just going to have to bear with me. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Leave. You want it in? First of all, you leave Motherfucker. Right, Aristotle, are you comfortable leaving this in? Finally. He's a hundred percent comfortable. Then let me say this. Let me just say, on, in his defense, you want to leave this in? Yes, it's all right. Okay, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Please let me say this. It's all right. Let me just say this. It's all right. I don't even know what time it is. We have to go to close. Do we really? We don't have to have other questions. Oh no, we're. You know what? Can you take a quick little break? What does that mean? Can we take a quick little break? Let Bobby in, and then ask you some questions, and then and then we'll say. Why do night. we? Why, why can't somebody just go down and let Bobby in while I'm talking? Because <laughs> I get distracted. <laughs> I don't understand. I get distracted. I don't know what the fuck this I, I don't brain. know what these two are even doing here. My brain is wired. I don't know what Robbie and Adam are doing they're here. They're just hanging out today. Right, so, so what are these deadbeats down on fucking I, lock the door? I just told you because, listen, please. How could you be distracted by a human being? I, Jimmy, if they're, I can't help it. How is this not distracting? These two guys because, are sitting here doing nothing. I'll tell you why. Because they're both... They're good – they're good uh, – they're great at their, their, their <laughs> energy. Nice positive no, energy. No, 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 you're, no you're not. Mind. But let's, let's, let's focus on on energy let me just say. to our feet and walk down the stairs. <laughs> and I'll lock the door with exp- Bobby. I'll explain why. Okay, I might be crazy. I don't doubt it. Not crazy, but a little bit. When anybody's walking around, I can't – I can't I – can't. if I knew how to let that not bother me, it would work such to my advantage. I can't. Uh, it's very hard for me. I have a new respect when I do radio. I used to come in the room while they were doing their show and move around and do stuff. I tried, I was, even if when I was quiet as a mouse, mm-hmm. and I probably wasn't always, but even when I was quiet, uh, I still was walking around, making gestures, asking questions, whispering yeah, into you're me. Whispering into the news person's ear because they weren't needed then about what's come. Now I don't do that, but guess what? I'm surprised how much they. I see them. If someone said, Todd, they do radio, and people, I get it. I see it all the time. I don't know how they do it. So that's why. All right. Well, they're professional. Now let me say this, and then we're going to go let Bobby in. You're, by the way, you're just—I don't know why it needs to be a field trip, Jimmy. I don't know why six men are needed to go open up a goddamn okay. door that is no more than fifteen feet away. Okay, we're we're going to do it. We're going to do it my way. I, well, I know we are, but I'm going to bust your balls. I know, and I I'm going to buzz your cast and this Oh my god, I am so glad I did not let you out of here. Don't fucking think you're not going to do Andrew Dice Clay till I vomit. Uh, or at least come close But hold on, let me say this And then we're going to let Bobby in And then i got a few questions I want to ask you <laughs> mm-hmm. Please I still I'm To to George Carlin, Right I, st- I don't think that that's acceptable I see the way you do it And I'm agreeing with you uh, There's a comedicness That there's never a tension in the room uh, Ever When I've done your show I said that because I was like Oh shit, I was a little embarrassed mm. Look, I throw chair. Last week I admitted I broke my office chair And uh, During it, the show? No, 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 no Um but there's a there's a comedicness when I've never felt tension in the room with being in your podcast ever. Right. There was that was not the case with Aristotle. Just now, and yes, that was there was like you know, and he's such. I'm gonna say it. He's such a kind, gentle, good soul that I immediately felt like. Ugh. So you, what do you say? You just look at someone and you say you're sorry, you know, because it's not it's not it's not his fault. Look at Bobby walking around like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Who let him in? See, he's in. He's in. What the fuck is the door open for? Aristotle, you're a fucking idiot. Did you leave the door open? All right, let's, uh, let's, um, uh, let's. Uh, what if let's he buys a cover? Play something nice. Can you play that? That guy has no idea. Bobby's not buying a it. Can cover. you play this? All right. We'll, we'll be right back with Bobby Miyamoto. I mean, yeah, that was all. He- Isn't she good? Friend, friend, That's very good. Yes, friend, you like her? I do enjoy that. Yes. Do you want her to sing at one of your shows? She'll Happy open it up. I would. I would be honored. Seriously? Yeah. You sure you don't want to use? Night. You want to use this kid instead? Would you let this kid open for you? Honestly, you're the. Sure you would. You're doing your podcast in Chicago. Here's my concern, and I'm very so serious. My concern is that everybody would think it was a joke, and they would laugh at the child. They wouldn't oh, yeah. understand that I have a, that I, I'm actually having this child open for me because I think he's got a, He or she has a beautiful voice, a voice like an angel. This child. Well, by the way, uh, I think it's a boy, a young boy. A is it Asian? Is it an Asian child? Let me ask you. Let's call him on the phone right now. If, I think he is. You got the phone, phone number? Yeah. Can you? Do we have a? Is the phone hooked up? Okay, we're getting him on the phone right now. I think he's Asian. Hello? Uh, Yes, hello. Is uh, the kid that sang that song there? Yeah, I am. I'm Asian. Oh, are you Asian? Yeah. Do you know how to make orange chicken? (laughs) (laughs) God, you know what? I fucked it up. Give give it again. Go again. Okay, go again. Maybe maybe I'll let you ask, too. No, no, Hmm. uh, here we go. Uh, uh, This is... Hello? 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 Yes, hello. Uh, uh, I got your phone number from a friend of mine, Todd. Uh, it, uh, are, are you the young fellow that sang on uh, America's Got Talent? Yes, I am. Oh, that is you. Oh, boy, it sounds like you maybe have a voice box. Are you okay, sir, a young fellow? No, I'm okay. Oh, there you are. Very good. That was Chris Right, must have been my cell phone. Uh, so you're the young man that did the singing? Yes, I sang my way. Yes, and, and by the way, it was terrific. It Thank did, you. Did you deserve everything, all the success you get. Uh, what, first of all, what made you pick that song? Was that a favorite of your parents' I just feel like everything I've done so far in my li- By the way, you've got to accept the voice. It's the best I'm going to do. Everything I've done in my life so far, I feel like I've, you know, done it my way. So I thought that was an appropriate song. You know what? You're not wrong. I guess we've all done it our way. It doesn't matter how long we've been alive. Uh, that's a really good observation. Yeah. Very positive energy. I appreciate it. And I feel the en- my end is near. Well, th- now you made it sad, young fella. Well... That's why I sang it. I wouldn't leave out such an important detail. If my end wasn't near, then I would never do that song. It's a huge part of the song. But you also, but you're, maybe your end is near. Maybe you're graduating uh, middle school. Maybe your end is near. You could spin it that way, positively. Oh, I don't mean near like your death is near. I mean like in 60 years. I, so that far away. Can we do me a favor? Well, Please hang on. Me. I didn't get to the question oh. yet. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess my question is this. Mm-hmm. and You seem very talented. You do, thank do you do? you. Ever, do you sing in, at parties and such? Oh, sure I do. Now, I'm a professional comedian. My name is Jimmy Party. You probably recognize me from the Corner of the Bryant program. Uh, I know your podcast, Never Not Funny. Thank you, for I'm a pioneer. Now, listen, my question <laughs> is this, young man. Uh, I'm always looking for fresh talent to go on the road with me and open up. Oh, I'm very excited. Uh, now you do more I, I, I just have two questions for you Sure Do you do more than one song? Yes I do And do you know how to make orange chicken? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I should have done it the first time You bring them down the path You don't open with orange chicken uh, Here's what we're going to do Alright here we go Maybe we should stop, stop. Alright here we go Fade it out Here's what we're going to do I get some questions for you And then we're going to uh and what's the premise behind these questions? Somebody asked them to me today, and I liked them, so I asked her to send them to me. She, some woman, somebody it's on the from, telephone from Harvard. They're doing somebody from some Harvard publication. Somebody said, "You know, when he asked somebody, you hang up." She said, "Yeah, yeah, you should do it. It's, it'll be good." So all right. Did so she. So you. But I like your it, questions. You, some of them I've heard before, but enough of them I was like, "That was an enjoyable interview." All right. Very good. So eh? we'll so do I, these. I'll be as brief as possible. I, I, I. She said, "You know, I." She said it perfectly. She goes. They seem like there should be, you know, quick answers. She goes, sometimes you want to give the quick answer and then the sub, yo, go, give it part B. It's all right. And that happened a lot with me. I don't know. What? I'm probably just going to give you part B. Okay, hold on. Uh, what's your favorite place you travel traveled to? My favorite place I've traveled to? Well, Italy on my honeymoon. Or do you mean as a comedian? Uh, no, and no matter what. Italy on my honeymoon. I enjoyed myself. You know, it's so funny. I, I don't travel that much, but out of all the places I went, Italy is everything I thought it would be. Yeah. Like just, the, just the sitting down, the enjoying of the dinner. We yeah. ate with an Italian family and the relatives. I, I got, It was just, and, and the streets and the people, and it mm-hmm. was just, uh, I really liked it too. Not that, That's your questions, not mine. I'd be the worst interviewer in the world. Um, no, 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 I, I disagree. <laughs> I think the best interview in the world is, is I, think, I, think, I think the best interview is a conversation. Okay, thank so you. So I think you saying that is – because you doing that is better than a follow-up because then maybe I would go, hey, you know what? I also had dinner with a family, funny antico. Right. I didn't this time. Why don't you tell Aristotle that I'm good? I can't can understand it. He's not bright. <laughs> um, and, but so we're clear. We know I'm making a joke. I, I, I think you're a terrific young man, very handsome. <laughs> um. Uh. Is there a person you met that you left starstruck or you felt little starstruck around them? Uh, you know, I had the pleasure, uh, Todd, of doing some improvisation at the backstage for something called the Pardo Patrol that I do uh, over there at TeamCoco.com. And uh, I we didn't even ask this person to do it because I figured that they wouldn't be interested. So I'm out on stage doing the warming up that I do over at Conan. And uh, I, I come off the stage, and the head of TeamCoco.com, Aaron, says, Hey, Tom Hanks wants to do a part of patrol. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, he said I want to do one of those things with that guy on the internet. Those are fun. And so all of a sudden, I had to immediately think of how I. So I had to improvise this thing with Tom Hanks. And I, I wasn't starstruck. I was a little star. Yes. Can I, I interrupt starstruck. you real quick? I bet this will say it better for you. You don't get starstruck, you get talent struck. I get talent struck. And there's nothing embarrassing about and, that. Uh, and that's like, to me, that's the one, like, yeah, I, I probably would get starstruck if I met Bill Clinton. I think I think that might be the one for me. Um, I'm not a big political guy, but, you know, a president I think is a pretty neat thing. But Tom Hanks was a guy growing up on Bosom Buddies and all the movies. Like, that's Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Um, to be in a room, you know, 15 feet by 9 feet and with like, two cameras on it doing improvisation – and I'm improvising with one of my heroes, like, that was the most, you know, it was just amazing. Was there a point when you knew you were holding your own and you felt like, I'm relaxed now? Well, uh, he, first of all, he liked you going into it. That, that had to relax Yeah, you a of course it did. But yeah. I still was like, I, you know, I did one with Martin Short, and I felt the same way, like... Time is up. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you don't like Martin Short. No, I do. I, That's what I take away from that. By the that. way, I love Martin Short, and I love when he goes on Letterman that he does, that he's prepared. I love it. And he's prepared on Conan, too. He shows up, but he's ready. Is he really? Yes. I hope I'm like that, you know. Well, I'm like, I hope I'm like it now. I think well, I need are, to start you're working there. You are ready to well. go. We got a Okay, here we go. Um, where do you feel most at home? At home. That's what I said. That's what I said. Um,. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, wait, ask me again, and I'll be an asshole. Where, where do you feel most at home? On the stage, <laughs> I just love it. I mean, I'm at home. I, I you know, it's my it's my uh, dojo. Go on. Um, do you have? A, by the way, I had no answer for this. Do you have any? I, I, do you have any? Uh, what's your most prized possession? My son. I said my fa- I said possession. My fr- I seems, said my friend. It seems like a crazy. I but, said but that- Oh, by the way, I sound like the, like a fucking parody of myself. I said the same thing, and yeah. then you tell me something else, and I go, "That's what I said." Yeah. But I did. I said my f- my friends, and then I went, "Well, that's not really my possession." Could you write that underneath it? And that was the first. Remember, I said I answered the questions, and then there was part two. Yeah, C? that was one of the first ones. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, your, what do you think the wait who I is think. this Who is that Who is who that oh my God, shut the fuck up <laughs> there's another one I who was that cause now we have a new one Hold on so help me out here, you had Charles nelson riley oh Paul Lynn <laughs> close enough uh joanne Worley. uh then you had uh uh Charlie hold uh, up. Uh, 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 and then you had Jerry Lewis, Lady. Mm-hmm. And then you had, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm i i i oh, uh, uh, Abbott and Costello. Did you oh, do that? Oh no, uh, Mo, the the, the guys used to beat each other up. I didn't like them. You know, I didn't like them beating each other up. I fucking hated them. Why did you turn into Joe Pesci just then? I didn't like. Mm-hmm. them. I don't like them <laughs> they, you, know. <laughs> you know, what? Revi- Here's the interesting. Revisit the Three Stooges. Like you'll you'll find them like on TV at two o'clock in the morning. They're like, not so Mojo. mean to each other. They are, but now it's like. If something's happened where I can all go, it's, they're clowns. They're clowns. Wait, they're, did it bother you a little when they were so mean to you? I themselves? hated it. I hated it until maybe two years ago. And that's a true statement. Now it's kind of like it comes on. It's like, a parody of itself. I kind of appreciate that this was happening so long like, ago. Leave him the fuck alone. You're not so great yourself. What do you fucking do every time you're in the same? Not you, <laughs> the guy with the. F- <laughs> what? what? What the fuck? Not you, of this, course. This not really take a turn. What do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> the, guy, the guy with the Mo. The guy with the. What was the guy that was the yeah, meanest? Mo. Yeah, He used to yell at everybody. Well, what did he ever do so fucking great? Uh, he's, he's, he's the brains of the organization, but he was horrible. He acted prevent- like he was the brains, right. he was a. He was a. He he would just did. He didn't get him out of anything. He right. just went. It was like if three idiots were together and one idiot decided he was yeah. going to call the other two idiots. They're called the three stooges. Oh. <laughs> it's in the name. They're all stooges. <laughs> I like your I like how your example is it's like if you had three idiots. No, yeah, they're called the three stooges. That's right the name. <laughs> I wish I could say I was kidding. <laughs> I know. I would why would I lie? Because they might think at least I'm not as oh no, Jesus. I know. I know. What do you got? Um, what's your what do you think uh, your favorite musical band of all time is? No, that's Chicago. That's uh, that's well documented. That's what I said. No, I said old school. <laughs> Yours <laughs> is Hall and Oates because you're from Philly. No, it is not. The Temptations. No. no. What are you naming those? I like uh, uh, Fake Problems. They're a band out of uh, Florida. <laughs> I'm very progressive. Um Never Okay, of. hold on. Uh, was there any? Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. I want to get through. What happened? what's the harshest thing a critic ever said about you uh well just not funny and I, I i i said that too exactly and then i, I said and then i try to remember a story someone told me about bob dylan that somebody yelled that you suck and i don't want to do a bad impersonation of bob dylan but i think i have to give a little twang to my voice to mm-hmm. give it you suck he goes i don't believe you is that what he said i hope he did because that's a great i don't believe you not a great answer I don't believe you. Doesn't because he doesn't. Well, and then the guy threw a rock at his head. Well, then maybe didn't. Maybe you should have believed him. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you should take him at his word next time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe you. <laughs> Maybe you should fucking listen. <laughs> you know, you. He, he goes, that's you're, how. Your impression he... sounds like a horrible John Lennon. You sound like you're doing a bad, like Ringo from the Cartoon Beatles. <laughs> he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Right in that area there. I do, you know, I do voices. I could, I'll, I'll teach you how to do that one. What's the biggest risk you ever took? The biggest I think we talked about it. We talked right. about uh, moving mm-hmm. here, quitting our day jobs, and uh, doing comedy. Um, okay, we're going to go. Uh, you have a pet peeve? Oh, geez, we don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have time. To, uh, you know what my biggest pet peeve is: people that don't do things the way that I would do them, <laughs> which means everything. 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 Are you? Uh, do you mind if somebody flosses in front of you? Like, can your wife come out of the bathroom flossing? Yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. I welcome it. What? You do not welcome it. You don't know. You don't, don't know what I mean. I'm going to call her and ask her. No, I, I would. Could, uh, I could I, call I, her. Yeah, who? Okay, but yeah, you know, things with your wife, and uh, that's. Uh, but you know what? I don't like when people are flossing at the gymnasium. When a guy's at the at the communal uh, sink, sink. And mirror and he's got the floss out, floss at home, you asshole. Yeah, don't flick pieces of shit everywhere. Right, and you no. and really you're so you don't you couldn't have done that this morning or when you get home tonight. You got to do it. And what did you just eat at the gym? You got a floss. I wish I made sense. Both of us were crazy, but I agree with you 100%. When I see him over there, they put your fucking floss away. Go home. Right. You know what? Maybe they live in their car. I don't know anything about these people. Me neither. They might. They might have to do some stuff that we. You take. know what they might, and then for thirty. Here's the, You know what? You're not wrong. For thirty dollars a month, they have a place to shower and clean up. Oh yeah, that's very popular. I know some people that uh, have lived out of a van and stuff. Some uh, comedian uh, that we know. I think hey, if you want to move out here and you do that, good for you. Because it's thirty bucks a month, and yeah. then, so you live out of your car. You have your tacos. Uh, then you go and you go to the gymnasium. You freshen up. You keep in shape. Certainly, you could be there all goddamn day. I don't care how you handle it. Get a cell phone. Do you have a hobby? Do I? Yeah, I, find, I actually don't know the I play fantasy baseball. That's my hobby. I play fantasy You, fan, you play what? Fantasy baseball, rotisserie baseball. That's a good hobby. Yeah, I love it. All right. Um, I do that six months out of the year, the other six months. Uh, Is there a song on the radio right now you can't stop listening to? Mm, you know what? Uh, if you asked me six months ago, I would have said Kesha. I, I, couldn't Kesha. I, I couldn't stop listening to Kesha. I loved Kesha. You know, uh, you know right now, I, get, I don't know. No. You know the last thing you uh, Googled? The last thing I Googled? Uh, yes, the uh, serial number to a uh, LG television. Are you serious? Yeah, I Googled it because I wanted to uh, see the reviews on it. And my wife in the car just Googled, uh, are the Del Taco uh, beans really vegetarian? Because the woman at the drive-thru told us they were vegetarian. And what were they? You know what? I, I didn't, we didn't get an answer. Uh, I'm going to have to revisit that when I get home tonight. <laughs> I acted By the way, like... it was the first time I had Del Taco in probably 10 years. I was in a hurry because I knew I was coming here. And uh, I had to go through the uh, drive-thru to quickly get a, uh, some dinner. Forget about whether it's good or bad for you. It tastes good. Nothing bad with it. Not yet. No, that's why. Maybe it's just me like, forget about the food's good or bad for you. Mm Because I understand that it's all bad for you. But some manage to taste, make it taste. Look, maybe you think I'm going out on a limb, but some manage to make it taste really good. When I go to Wendy's and now I get a hamburger, nothing on it but ketchup on a pretzel roll. You know what? Not only does it taste good while I'm eating it, I don't feel sick afterwards. still probably shit. But Burger King. Now, some people might be listening to this going, no. But I like Burger King, but it seems like everything they make just tastes stale. They can't get well, the you know fucking why? roll right. They, the problem is they started microwaving everything. Back in the day when everything was fresh, they give be a fresh bun. But and, didn't and they that, stop that? And that hamburger comes through. No, they, now they, uh, you know, they pop it in the microwave, and then your lettuce is a tiny bit wilted, and everything feels uh, get, soggy and stale. Bread doesn't stay soft when it's microwaved. It shouldn't be you microwave. Ever, you ever go to a restaurant and the bread comes out, it's nice and soft, literally no bullshit, 45 seconds. So your first piece, if you get butter on it quick enough, then you go back into the bread basket, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's all crunchy. And you know what? Do you like pretzel rolls? I, I, I don't think I'm as high on them as you are. Oh, that was the that was my closing topic. I wanted to talk to you about pretzel rolls for a while. What if you looked down and you just said y- you have that in the final edition, big bold pretzel rolls? Closer, right? Closer, Jimmy. Let me tell you something. Yeah, this was a fun show. This was a very fun show. You're I can't speak Yes, I Professional. Well, it also, you know, it's you, so it's fun to be here. I didn't even have any... I didn't even do any music, and... and uh, you didn't even do music. You did nothing but music. I had to listen to Frank Sinatra for 40 goddamn minutes. <laughs> 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 I don't understand that. What are you talking about? You didn't do any music. I had to listen to some guy do a Jimmy Pardo parody. Do you think... <laughs> Do you love, be honest, just before you leave, pick one that we're going to go off of as we say goodnight, and this is what we're going to ride off to. Do you want to hear the Frank Sinatra, the kid, or Frank Sinatra, the real person? I, we- I, there's not a third choice? Nope. Well, Perry Como. I want to yes, hear Perry yes, Como. Perry Como? Uh, in the computer, that's Bibbidi-Bobbidi. <laughs> 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 uh, Ladies and gentlemen, don't we show, take your headsets Sala-Gadula. off, and I'll tell you why. Everybody take their headsets off. Don't go anywhere. Police your chair back and show this man the respect he deserves. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Yes, we do it right. Hey, hey, Miyamoto, you dumb fuck. Get your cheek ass and stand up. Even wait a minute. As a Even as a joke. Fuck. Get, get, wait, 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 hang on. Get what? Get your nice ass up. But what would you say the first time? Nothing. Night? I want to I know what you said. I said something that's going to. Because if it's what I think, I said I got to follow up. So, ah! What did you say? I said chicken. You did. Yes. I got a quick question. What? You know how to make orange chicken? Ah! Shut the fuck up! You fucking take it home! God bless you! You are a fucking professional! Oh my All right. God! All right, uh, Jimmy Bardo.